3: To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com.
0: Hi, my name is Juska Salminen, musician, youth worker and a producer, and you're listening Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie.
1: guys it's the Chronicles of Podcast yep and you'll wonder why we'll do a little bit of this
2: yeah alright okay
1: because um, it's the Chronicles of Podcast the 56th edition Jamie
2: 56
1: and these right here right here these right here just this little tiny segment there are the Chronicles of Juska Salmonen and if you're not familiar with Juska this is where this comes from watch the interview you'll love it uh, Jamie, should we get on that road? I think we definitely should. Head it.
3: Hello, everybody, and all welcome to the 56th edition 56, insane of the Chronicles of podcast and are the chronicles of Yuska Salmanen. It is I, the Bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me, as always, as always, is this handsome devil over here. Yes, yeah, it's the Scotsman Tom. Have you watched Adam's Family today? No, I just had this tune in my head earlier on because someone was whistling it at work and then I got inspired. Ah, whistling, but
1: it wasn't whistle while you work. At no, work. No, what, no. Whistle at work, yeah. No, that's fair. So, you know, I, I for a split second, I watched it and I was like, shit, how'd it go?
2: That was do, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it's a Scotsman oh. Tongue guys. How's it going? Welcome back to the 56th edition. Yeah, that's right. We're almost in our 60s. Crazy, isn't it, really? Feeling it, do, you think, isn't it? do you think by now that people would be like, I don't want to come on your fucking show, no. <laughs> I don't know have you been good for three fucking years? So, yes, absolutely mental. Jamie! Yes, um, sir! I wanted to bring a, a piece, not the piece, just a piece, to the to the, uh, to the uh, conversation, as uh, I was going to say, this morning, then. It's definitely not this morning. Um, it's definitely a bit of evening recording that, but It now. is. But did you know that dolphins bully pufferfish to get high? What? While swimming around, dolphins happen... If dolphins happen to come upon a stray pufferfish, it won't take long before the playful marine animals begin snatching the fish and throwing it from dolphin to dolphin. The dolphins are careful not to eat the pufferfish, however, uh, which is probably a good thing given how highly poisonous it is. Pufferfishes are known to contain terodoxy- so let me start that again. tetrodotoxin, fucking hell, dotoxin or whatever, in, in small amounts can kill a human within minutes. However, for dolphins, this toxin, according to experts, is known as a narcotic, gives a narcotic effect when consumed in smaller amounts. So basically, dolphins get high from bullying pufferfish. So I wrote a song. Oh, God. (laughs) I was going to save some humans from sharks, but then I got high. I was going to follow your boat for miles, but then I got high. Instead, I want to bully pufferfish and I know why. Yeah, because I get high, because I get high, because I get high. <laughs> I'm
2: so proud
1: of you. <laughs> yeah. I was just, just uh, re-endering last week, and one of the new, <laughs> new girls is a, pre, uh, a pre-rage optometrist, was just, just out of nowhere went, do you know dolphins, bully pufffish, get high? And I went, so what? <laughs> and then she basically informed me. I was like, this is fantastic. I'm going straight in the show. That is incredible. And everyone thinks the dolphins, these beautiful, tranquil creatures. Not to the pufferfish, they're not. No, they like being absolute bastards. <laughs> Dickheads to pufferfish. I love pufferfish so, as well. Fucking dolphins. It's, it's meant to them. They could kill you within minutes if you eat one. Yeah, I don't like J- eat one though. So. It's the Japanese thing on The Simpsons, isn't it? Where they have the pufferfish, but it's got like the how you. Cut it properly. Yeah,
3: it's like a tiny part of it you can eat, and that's it, or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Let's just stay away, I think. Can't be that nice.
1: Yeah, I don't the the the, the, the Asian community do like to eat whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Like they, yeah. they had a, was it was it an idiot abroad when Carl Pelotin went to Japan or China? Japan or he took Monster Munch. And they had, like, scorpions and spiders and, like, ice lolly form and stuff. And they could just eat them. Why would you, you not seeing that?
3: No, but the, the one that gets me is shark fin soup. Why would you, why would you look at a shark and go, I'm going to make me some fucking soup out of that fin? No. Why? Yeah, it's, it I, makes I no sense, does it? But then again, they could look at some of the shit we eat and think, what the fuck? Why are you putting beans on toast, you weirdos? Man, it's fine. It's-
1: because it's delicious and it's very, easy. very easy to make and very simple. But this day and age, the way people are going with money, that's you know, all we can really eat no, anyway.
2: Is you know? Um
1: cold. <laughs> do you remember you remember the Platinum Jubilee? I do. Right. And you remember how much you hated the fact that they called it Platy Jubs. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for that Vietnam flashback. But it's all right. well, it's about to get worse for you. Oh no. Please don't tell me this is about the funeral. So, this this is about the funeral. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. And you thought Platy Jumps was bad enough. What have they done? But I've just seen next Monday, well, yesterday in this, you know, referred to as statey Funes. <laughs> and now I want to die. <laughs> what? Staty Funes. Statey Funes. Yeah, you, you, it's almost like you want to give up sometimes, isn't it? Yeah.
2: You just want to be like, do I you know just, what? I kind of want to I get don't...
1: my keys, just
3: start walking and just keep going. Just, I just give yeah. up. <laughs> State-y-funes.
1: This, this is why I'm learning Spanish and Duolingo, so I could be multilingual and fuck fuck <laughs> to Spain and never have to speak English ever again. I bet they're not out there being, ah, bonjour, bonjour, fuck me. Uh, that joke's gone. That joke's gone completely, absolutely gone, completely ruined it. I meant to say hola. What a twat! Want to try again? Take two. That's all kinds of street. No, I, no, I don't. I'm actually quite angry at myself. <laughs> to be quite honest, that was going to be a great joke, and I ruined it massively. Never mind.
2: <laughs> Stating... What the fuck? That
1: is worse yeah. than platy jobs. You're absolutely right. Oh, I don't. Know, I don't know which is worse. I think just the, just the British public. I think. Yeah, no, just, just just no, no. No, um, I want to bring one more thing up, um, and this was just the creepiest thing I think I've ever heard, um, to the point where we did call him out. Okay, I obviously will bring it up in the the catch up, but I was away this weekend and I was walking through the town center, and there's a juggler, and there were two little girls, and the parents were just ahead of them. It was just the one was juggling batons, one was juggling balls. The one juggling balls started to follow the little girls. And he was like, Would you like to learn how to juggle girls? And they were laughing, like, No,
2: no, 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 no.
1: And they kept walking. They must have been about five or six. And he went, Well, I'm not going to leave you alone until you do. And so I followed him. And then me and Matt were like, All right, Pete, do you want me to chill out a little bit? And he's like, Oh, and like, "What?" because the parents were ahead of the children. That's beyond creepy. Yeah, just a little bit, isn't it?
3: Fair play oh, to I'm you both gonna... for calling them out, though. That is creepy I'm, as
1: hell. I'm just going to follow you, and I'm not going to leave you down until you do. All right, Peter, do you want to chill out a little bit? It's not no, good. I'm, yeah, no, that's really creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Any fucked off, then? Any jugglers okay. listening to this? Don't do that. Mm. Please don't do that. It's weird. Exactly. Exactly. It's very fucking weird. Very fucking weird. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was uh, that was an interesting um, moment, shall we say? Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, no, no. Oh, you bloody weirdo.
2: Mm.
1: Anyway, anyway, how are you, Jamie? What's
3: going on? I'm very well, sir. I'm a little bit tired, as you know, as always. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm just happy to be here with you as I am every single Oh,
1: week. Stop it. You don't have to lie to me. I would never lie. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you're doing well, man. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I've just had an, an absolute girth of some time off. It's been great. Oh, girthy word. good word yeah thanks man it's been great actually just nice not having to go back uh until tomorrow so um i'm a little bit depressed but no, i'm joking <laughs> i'm fine i'm absolutely fine um yeah i'm good man i'm really good i'm actually not tired could you believe it yeah. first time ever in tco it's pod like, history it's like a revelation thing i think in podcast history i think actually is let alone the chronicles um yeah i'm feeling i'm banging i just love this just love doing this because someone pay us now please anyone, anyone? yeah since bloodstock that has been my mentality just
3: i want to do this for a living come on yeah people, exactly the
1: same as me <laughs> exactly the same as me so i class this as my first job yeah it'd be amazing wouldn't it it would be it would be incredibly great. it would be incredibly um so yes yeah, so what's been going on my friend what have you been doing what's been going on what have I been doing? What have I been doing? Well, uh,
3: mostly reannoring, to be honest. I've mostly yeah, just been reannoring my little socks off. I did have a little situation in work yesterday where I got stuck in a lift with a patient for 20 minutes. That was fun. <sighs> Luckily, it was absolutely fine. There was nothing to worry about. But yeah, it was very hot. And I was just like, come on, please let me out of this bloody lift. <laughs>
1: Was not the patient in a wheelchair or bed or?
3: He was in a wheelchair. He was fine. He was, he was half asleep. I'd literally woke him up to take him for a scan. He was just like, a I was like yeah, I'm just getting, trying to get the lift fixed up. So <laughs> he was out of it last week. My My lads. But literally got to the ground floor and then the doors went. Beep. I was like, oh, come on. I've been here two years and I've not been stuck in a lift. Don't, don't do this to me today. Is it, is it something you don't like? No, it did not bother me. It just started getting really, really hot. <laughs>
1: Years ago, 2010, I was in a student accommodation, 2000, yeah, 2010, and um, it was a birthday party, and they thought they'd see how many people they could fit into one lift, and I was like, I'm good, thanks, I don't. it's already full enough as it is, I don't really fancy it, and they're like, no, no, come on, come on, I was like, I really don't fancy it, and they're like, I, come on, please, just because, so I, I did, I squeezed in, it was overweight, the door shut, and it plummeted to the bottom floor, and we were on Fuck. the top four floors it went it absolutely flew down um and we couldn't get the doors open but then you couldn't move for the people it was, so there was like no air in there and I was like am I going to die in here like it was not pleasant at all I've heard oh, the story no so essentially me and this other guy like I was I, I'm not joking I think I think I turned to the incredible hawk or something I was literally going hell for leather I had my fingers in the door as much as I could and I was yanking it and yanking it open and I was like, I will get this fucking door open. And no matter what it takes, I will get this fucking door open. Managed to open it ever so slightly. And then he got his hands in. So I got my hands in, and we both were just like, fuck, and just open. And we managed to squeeze people out. Shit. Because we pressing like, the alarm bell, nothing. There was no phone signal. There was nothing. There's nothing we could do. There was no security at the thing. So we're like, uh, fuck. <laughs> fucking hell. We're there for 10 or 15. So I lift. I'm now like. Mm, not a, unless they're massive I'm not a big fan no I'm not surprised to be fair I had a thing where I really didn't like
3: lifts after watching the first Resident Evil movie for the first time <laughs> I'll never forget that do you remember at the start it's like right at the start so the lift breaks okay. the, the guy I, I don't know if you can remember the guy tries to like get out crawl out of the lift and then it starts working and he's like mm. woof, and he's hanging mm. out of it ever since yeah. then for a little while after watching that, I was like, I don't like lifts anymore. I don't like this. This is not good. But I eventually got over that, and then it gets stuck in one. But no, it was fine.
1: Did it go to the top, it stops, and he falls right to the bottom, and it takes his head off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a fun Ooh. time. Not a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, other sorry.
3: Than that, other than that, I went to go see the kids, uh, took them to the park. Harrison's nice. been showing me his new shed, because basically Harrison's yeah. gone... Harrison studied to be a mechanic at college. Now he's gone back and he's doing like general carpentry. So he's like, yeah, dad, look dad, i built a wall and um, they've basically got an old shed in the garage, in the garden, the garage. Um, and he's basically just like been converting it. He spent like all of his birthday money on tools and he's just been converting. It. He's like, this is going to be my work area over here. I'm going to get rid of all this. Wood. I'm going to build this. I'm not this fall I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a bike rack in here. And I was like, go on my boy. Look So yeah, so basically, I'm just going to think of loads of things i building around the house, and I'm just going to get Harrison to do it for me because it's easy. You've not got a fuck. Your
1: house is tiny.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll think of something. Okay, fair. <laughs> Convert my loft for my boy, so I can have a podcast <laughs> studio. That's what I want. Um, and the best thing that I did is I went to the cinema to see Clerks Free. Yes, I cried. Yeah, it's just incredible. It made me so very happy, and I'm not alone because in the Kevin Smith groups, I mean, everyone's posting. Well, I didn't expect to cry, so yeah, oh, just just amazing. I love that man. just wonderful <laughs> look yeah. on your face right now. It's like I can't give a fuck about Kevin Smith and his shitty movies.
1: <laughs> didn't say it. They were shitty. He was like, I give never fuck other." That's just the assumption you're making, Nessa. Have you actually seen a single one of his movies? Nope. We not. Well, you said earlier
3: that Clerks is on now TV, so you fix it cool. not right now we're recording so, um, <laughs> uh, other than that i've watched a couple of things uh i'm now on episode 14 of 24 nice enjoy it's
1: absolutely
3: phenomenal <laughs> i love the fact it got halfway through and i'm like well this seems like the natural end to this story and then it's like nope we're gonna keep fucking going I was yeah. like, okay and it's, it's like a whole new story but in the same day it's Really well written. I was like, "Fair play, this is good." Yeah, really good. It's definitely the longest oh, and yeah. worst day of his life so far. Just yeah, it's I love that at the start of every
1: episode. This is the longest day of my life. <laughs> the only does it for series one. Doesn't happen after that. Thank fucking god. Events that <laughs> occur in real time. But yes, we know they do. You, you don't told have us. To keep repeating it every fucking time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and other than that, we've started a program. What I didn't expect to watch. Basically, I was at work and two guys were watching, we're on about a program and they're saying, Oh, my wife made me watch it. And you know, I ended up really liking it. And they got me really intrigued. So I was like, I got home and I went, Should we try this program? Let's put it on, see what it's like. And yeah, we watched the first episode, the next thing, and you know, i like, Episode two. And we keep going. We're now on like, episode nine, and that's The Crown. Oh. Yeah, I'm kind of hooked on a program about The Queen but uh, uh, Matt Smith is incredible as Prince Philip. I don't care. It's wonderful just to watch that alone. It's really good. I didn't expect to get hooked, but there we go. So yeah. There uh, we I'm now hooked Fair. on a program about the Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the Great British Bake Off is back. Yes. Which is exactly what I'll be watching when we're finished here tonight. Nice. What about you, sir? Seems like you've had a very
1: busy and exciting week. Yeah, so I don't I don't mean to be I'm so enthusiastic, but like periodic dramas are like nah. I'm all good, thank you. I'm absolutely fine. I'm not normally. I was also quite surprised how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good as long as you enjoy it, it's a lot matters. Yes. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reannoring. Well, I was doing a lot of rihanna in, uh after we last recorded, um, until I have just had five days off and it's been fucking Ooh. glorious. Um, uh, so I booked the time off because obviously, as we know, last week was Callum's 30th birthday, the Master of the treachings. And he had a night out party sort of thing on Friday evening, so I took my ass back to the Shire, back to Old Shelters um, to go and see to go and see him for his birthday. But Caris was away that weekend anyway with her uni girls, so I thought, well, I might as well make a weekend of it. Um, so I ended up, so I would end up going till Sunday. So I was there. I stayed with obviously Helen Jasper, Jasper, a former guest of ours, uh, who still hosts his, his rock show. 11, 12 years in now, still smashing out the park. Um, so I saw Callum Friday night and I met some of his friends um, we went to Brew Dog, we went to the Frog and then went to Pigs but I was not out for very long because I'm old and I'm very tired these days now uh, Saturday I met Matt in the morning um, and Freya uh, which is really nice. We had we had brunch, darling.
2: Yes. Oh you We had
1: brunch. We had uh-huh. brunch in Boston Tory party. Yes. It was really absolutely Tory yeah. party. <laughs> Mate, I spent twenty <laughs> quid on breakfast. Twenty what? fucking yeah, so fuck off. stronger of a um, spoon's uh, breakfast. Anyway. Oh, yes, but it's it's like, it's it smashed peas, vegan, darling, and it's like, it smashed avocado on sourdough bread with salmon, yes, oh, darling, yes, right. Um, what did posh people say? something that hurt every time they speak. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, oh, darling, absolutely. Er,
3: I seem to have sat on a bollock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it was lush, it was really nice, and Matt will have a go at my fist, but I really don't care. Um, <laughs> and then we went for a wonder and bumped into that juggler. Um, and then we went to they went to John Lewis took a, Went to John Lewis, darling. Yes, uh, at uh, uh, John Nick. Lewis looking bedding for all. Um, so then I was like, I'm fucking out of here. So I went back, <laughs> um, went back to the Hell of Jaspers for a bit, and then I met Ollie, Nick, Martin, Liam, Green pete uh ed and john in the frog and it was fucking awesome to have everyone back together again. that's a big old group of people it was great oh and little liam as well like, it was just wonderful man like it was so wonderful to see all the guys again just have a few beers and just just chat it was just nice it was so nice um and then sunday i met paul in the morning for coffee i bumped into ollie again on the way back and then i came home yeah. um but trains, man! Fuck trains! Fuck trains! They cancelled yeah, yeah, yeah. my one home, and uh, the one going was delayed. But luckily, the one delayed is fine because the brand new electric callboy album came out on Friday. Hey, hey! Uh, they're brand new. Have you checked it out yet? I haven't yet. No, it's, on my it's list. fucking gorgeous. It's gorgeous, um, especially the "choo choo choo." They pretend to be a train on techno train. It's, it's great. You just have to listen to it. It's fucking meant. <laughs> You've got me intrigued on that. <laughs> there's alert. so many gifs about it now and memes and there's loads of TikTok videos with Kevin's face on top of it on a train. It's going like, choo choo. It's really good. You just have to watch it. It's fucking, I listen to it, sorry. It's fucking amazing. Um, but my record turned up today. So I bought the, I bought the record like four months, five months ago and pre order when it first got announced for pre-order. Hmm. Jamie. It is lush, it's, it's white and black I haven't posted it on socials yet It's gorgeous, gorgeous vinyl It came with the CD version as well, which is sick nice. So I've got the CD of it as well It also came with a condom Okay <laughs> Called the <fuck> Boy condom
3: <laughs> That is genius marketing If ever I've seen it, I love it I love it when bands do things like that I was like, what the fuck Oh, it's, oh, it's a condom Oh, Okay <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Cheers, electric boy. Thanks, thanks what, for my it's, condom. It's one of those things, doesn't it? You get, you're like, this is amazing. What the fuck do I do with this now? Like, just...
1: <laughs> well, do do use it, this? I imagine, but... <laughs> the same time, tell me, like, I don't want to use this. This is cool.
3: I'm like, what do you... no, no, Yeah,
1: I'm that. keeping it. I'm definitely not... It's just going to... It's <laughs> even gone expired. expire down and everything. Like, I said, <laughs> legit effect. <if> they've actually <laughs> had them properly made. <laughs> Incredible. God, I love that band. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so to, uh, I'll be posting about that soon. Um, And also my Parkway Drive vinyl, Darker Still, also arrived. Fucking stuck. That album is out of this world. Um, it's very good. Enjoy- very good. Have you finished it? I did. I finished it all in one sting. I, there's only one song I don't, I'm not particularly a big fan, of which is For God Can Bleed. But the rest of it, I was like, this is in.
3: Is that the really,
1: really slow one? No, that's Darker Still okay I can't it's wait. always like if a god can bleed he keeps whispering it like uh yeah i know
3: yeah. yeah yeah i
1: wasn't too keen on that
3: one
1: yeah um but the album is sensational so the riffage, like oh this is filthy the next thing oh my god this is filthy as well <laughs> um so yeah, yeah they're, they're, at, they're just they're just great they're here they're in cardiff for two weeks and i'm like i want to go but it's 50 quid
3: so much the gig it's tickets so these money. days
1: are ridiculous. But the lineup's like Laura Shaw, While She Sleeps, and them. So you're getting like, you bang for your, your buck. What they say? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I just can't, I just can't like, what's the word? Um, Justify it? Condone it? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah. And more than understandable is uh. it's too much money for gigs these days. Like, did I? I can't remember if I said on here about me trying to get tickets for Harry Styles for Lena's birthday. No, she said she wanted them, but you never actually said anything. Yeah. Basically, I couldn't remember if I spoke about on the show, but had, the tickets went on sale. I was a little bit late getting to it because it's while we're on holiday and I just lost track of time. But by the time I got on there, there was one ticket left and it was like 130 quid. And then they've gone up. Now, resale value is like 300 quid a ticket. Like, just... no. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what you can do is you can fuck off.
3: That's exactly what you can do, especially if I've got to go to Coventry for this thing. I need to be paid to go to Coventry, not me paid to go to Coventry. Completely the other way around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, Monday was the Queen's funeral. So we went to Caris's sister's house for like a little little party for the kids. Like just so they, you know, to get, make sure they know they know what's going on, sort of thing. Yeah. So we had like meal, we had like loads fl- of food, picky food and drinks and arts and crafts and just stuff like that. And um, apparently they got quite upset bless them. Um, so yeah, I literally could care less, but you know, it's just I'm not a royalist, so no. Um, You know, I just had this envision. I put it on Facebook. I don't think people appreciate it. I really don't care. Of uh, the Queen going, But Charles, Charles, I'm not dead yet. He's going, Oh, we all miss her dearly, but I'm king. (laughs) I mean, we all, uh, like real Disney villain vibes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Charles, (laughs) I'm not
1: dead. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Elbowing. I
3: I was working, so I barely saw, I just saw bits of it. Um, when I got home was the final the last bit of it and I sat there with Olivia and I was like this is a good time to educate her like this is our king this is who will be the next king so I, was like, I don't want a king I want a queen and then she was just daddy this is boring can I watch YouTube <laughs> I was like well she, I'm trying
1: to educate her but it's not happening what was really weird though she had that little party didn't she for the Queen like, tea party yeah I like- was
3: expected to be quite upset she was like is the queen dead dad I was like yeah we've got a king now she's like okay
1: and that, that was <laughs> There you are. There you are then. Prefer, I'd rather that than i would be upset. So
3: winner, winner.
1: Well, yeah, yeah chicken dinner. <laughs> Is that still a saying anymore? Um it should be. And then we did a big fuck off incredible interview last night. Yeah, um, we which was just guys, if you you're in for a treat, <sighs> let me put it this way three fucking belters this week, next week, and the week after. Oh, we Spoil you. Get, you, spoil little, you, you little rascals, you. Um, <laughs> you like a petit pois. I want to suckle you. No, um, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then today, I've just been filling my face full of WWE and AW. Sounds like a good day. So you can't, yeah, it's been a great day. But as to referring to earlier, um, me and caris decided to get fit for New York. So ah, yes. we've been doing home exercises and whatnot. Um, she's gone back to the gym and I've been using my weights and whatnot. So we're trying to get lean for NYC. Sounds um, a good idea. Yeah, I think so. We just want to feel a bit happier, if you know what I mean, and just be a bit more like, yay, we love ourselves. Yeah.
3: Something I'm trying to lose a bit of weight again. I weighed myself for the first time in ages. I was like, Wow, back on the diet for you. So yeah, it's like.
1: Mate, you did an unbelievable job. I, d- I don't think you should ever be pissed off at yourself ever again. I was a little bit, right. but I'll always be hard on
3: myself and my weight. I can't help it. Uh, even when I'd lost more than six
1: normal. stones Fuck I know. off. Even when I achieved oh. that, I was
3: like, oh, I reckon I should lose another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: You did amazing. Shut up and just leave it alone. I'll tell you what, fuck off. Let's see if Brain Barrier stay cozy clothing. Sounds a good idea all right
2: is this thing on well howdy
1: doody everybody this is and berry from say we can fly founder of stay cozy clothing your one-stop shop for the
3: coziest most fashionable hoodies t-shirts and more Gosh, mickey
1: that's right folks and we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring the chronicles of podcast Ouch! Hosted by Tom and Jamie.
2: <laughs> like you can get ten percent off, man.
3: That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout.
1: Oh,
2: boy! Oh.
1: Jamie. Yes, sir. It's only your fucking favorite segment ever. Yeah, it is. It's time for Tom's teachings. Come on, Callum. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you, and Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, our oh boy is back once again with a beautiful new background. Yes, he is indeed. Do you trying to find like as many locations as possible each week to to do the to do the, the treachings from. Probably, he's just like I'm going to make this look really pretty this week. I'm going to have white background. Now
3: I'm going to have orange. What we got Ooh. next week, Callum? Can we have psychedelic next week?
1: Can we have Jim? Jim Pool? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what? are you? What, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> Actually, Callan, can we have treaches while you're doing a workout of some sort? Just like oh, dumbbell in one arm. Can you believe this thing? This thing here. <laughs>
1: do, you know been, do you know what they call him in the road, They call him Quadzilla.
3: <laughs> that is completely understandable. That reminds me. Where's my crushing a watermelon video, Callum?
1: Oh, <laughs> no. So. I think we should get started before this gets really overly
3: central. I just, wanted, really to I just
1: wanted to make you uncomfortable again. What is Uh Hang on. Wait. I know this one. I know this one.
2: This week?
1: Once we have self-driving cars, windscreen wipers will be completely useless as the cars won't need them to drive.
0: <laughs> what? Wait, these... <laughs> <laughs>
1: i suppose because it's the weather it won't yeah. need the weather to, to
2: like to clear you you need himself. to see
1: where you're going because it's driving but oh mate i'd be even worse though, wouldn't it i'd be like uh i kind of want to see where i am like, yes yeah, same you know, I'm down, like i kind of i kind of want to know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> i trust that
3: this giant thing that could easily kill me is going to drive me as long as i can see where i'm going
1: <laughs> yeah Oh, we don't need fucking windscreen wipers anymore, Jeff. Get rid of those fuckers. But what if it's I said, we don't need them anymore, Jeff. Get rid of them, please. <laughs> don't question my abilities. Just fucking get rid of windscreen wipers. <laughs> don't question. I said, don't question me, Jeff. Okay. We don't fucking need him anymore because Kim Bass is good, drive Itself. Okay. But Dave, I need to know. I said, right, Jeff, what did I just say? What did I just say? Exactly. Now get rid of fucking wipers.
2: I, don't I want to die.
3: <laughs> I love the fact that this
1: amazing future technology has been built in Yorkshire. By I said to me, Jamie, let's be real, right? Every <laughs> character we bring to life is from fucking Yorkshire. Let's be real, okay? Yeah, <laughs> male, female, animal doesn't, matter what, it is. doesn't matter what it is, they're northern, okay? Every single time. I mean, I could just, I could change it, and be like. Or rather than Jeff, what the fuck? We don't need to get rid of them fucking wipers. We don't need them. We don't fucking need them, mate.
3: <laughs> Although I love your Australian accent. It does sound better in a Yorkshire one, yeah. It just, it just works. Oh, okay. something it OK. It's funnier, important. I think. Yeah. I
1: think it's because all Yorkshiremen are miserable. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all tight-ass motherfuckers are miserable. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. Love you, Dad. for a minute, but, yeah, that would scare that the yeah. living shit out of me, and they should definitely actually keep windscreen wipers on. Yes, please keep windscreen wipers. Let's not get rid of those. They're, they're, no. they're good to keep. <laughs> but,
3: Jamie. Yes, sir. What were you going to say before I interrupted you? I was going to say, I just imagined if they did, you get like
1: the paranoid people just leaning out their window, just trying to scrape it off of their hands. <laughs> yeah, that'll have to like, duck away from like lampposts and stuff like that on the way past, or trees or hedges. <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal would carnage Anyway But Jamie we Yes
3: sir go. As always What else Is Callum treating News? This week
1: Being an adult Is eating the crust Not because you like it But because you paid for it <laughs> <laughs> Basically I always go well, I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing and To the point where he gets Like the last two Three slices i like I can't I just can't I just can't eat it I'd love the crusts. It's my favourite part of the bread, the
3: the knobbly, the end, whatever people. The crust. Oh, not bread. I thought, I thought it meant pizza. Oh, that's a good point, actually. But to be fair, I love them on both. I, pizza crusts are the best.
1: Stuffed ones, yeah. Not, I can't oh, do the flat. Lord. The, the stone baked ones. are just so flat and crap. Nah. <laughs> well, I'll no. eat them, bro. I'm not the biggest fan, but oh, deep pan, deep it- pan, or. With a dip? Crust. Oh, oh no. yes. Bit of hot, bit of buffalo sauce. Delish. But I do like the knobbly end as well of the, yeah. of the loaf. Um, Keris hates it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll have that for me. Sure. Yeah, I'll have it, babe. I don't mind. You know, <laughs> cheese on toast or soup or whatever. I don't give a shit. Best damn bit. If, if we open
3: a loaf of bread and it's a nice thick piece, of it. I'm just like, I'm not even hungry, but I'm having that toast
1: right now. Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just looks sexy and I'm going to eat it. I couldn't eat bread on its own, though
3: what, just a so slice. I, mean, of bread. I
1: couldn't just eat. No, not on its own. It has to have something on it or in it or whatever. I can't just go like, oh, um, oh yeah. Oh, I've got very to put dry, at least butter on it. Yeah, I couldn't just eat a slice of bread. I have it's like you it. have to. It's like you have to heat crumpets. Otherwise, it's weird. I've never eaten a cold crumpet. Do people no, eat cold it?
2: crumpets? Has,
1: has it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like even muffins as well. That's odd in itself. I guess. Yeah. You have toast. Yeah, it's weird. You just have to. I don't. I don't know. Dear listeners, has anybody ever eaten a cold crumpet? Please let us know, all two of you that listen. Thank you. Um, But yeah, pizza crust-wise as well, I'm the same. I have to eat all of it. I I can't leave it. (laughs) But but But.
3: part of it is that reason. I paid for it. I'm eating it. Like when I go for a meal, I will be full like halfway through. I'm finishing that plate of food because I fucking paid for it. I paid for all of it.
1: I'm eating all of it. I'm I'm going to be here for about (laughs) 6... We need to take back of two hours. Fuck you. I paid for it, so I'm (laughs) fucking eating it, all right? I will walk home incredibly
3: uncomfortable. It will ruin my evening because I feel incredibly bloated and can't stop burping. But I paid for it. I'm eating it. Exactly. Sorted.
1: (laughs) Meh. And finally, J W. What is Callum Trichiners this fucking week? Your shadow is confirmation that light has travelled ninety-three million miles unobstructed all the way, only to be obstructed by you, mere feet from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the light's like, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna, bastard! Why the <laughs> fuck are you in the way? <laughs> I was so... Gl- Dave, I told him. Dave, I, to- I-, I almost made it. <laughs> What's that, Stuart? <laughs> I've I did- almost made it. This fucking prick's in the way, though. I was about to get there. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I sort of feel bad for having a shadow now. <laughs> That where it hits the solar panels, it's like no, and it gets soaked in by solar, <laughs> solar panels. Like need more, must nom, have no light. No, ah. <laughs> I will eat light. Gave me light.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like a real evil villain, no one actually has it. Pays attention to just go. Ah, oh, solar panels, they're great. And eventually, they'll be like the rise of the panels, and they'll come back and start like attacking everyone like a weird Terminator. <laughs> And I never stop working until it goes dark. Oh. And we're like, oh, thank God. Then we have to, like, build our defences quickly before the lights start, before it gets day again.
3: Why would I watch that?
1: Do you actually? It's so shit, it sounds great. Live in Scandinavia. Everyone to Scandinavia. It's never fucking light there. A good idea. That's how you defeat them. Until it's, like, summertime, when it's just light all the time. Like, Shit! <laughs> uh, <laughs> building underground bunkers where light can't get to them anymore. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously, oh. as to the equator, the more powerful they are. So, Africa are fucked. Yes. <laughs> Anyone around the equator, like Mexico, like all that, they're all screwed. I <laughs> like where the, the super powered solar panels live.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: They stick sticking <laughs> in like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what are you gonna say?
3: Speaking of shadows, it's just made me think though. When you were a kid, did you ever like try and jump
1: on your friend's shadows? I'm gonna
3: like, stamp no. on your head.
2: No,
1: oh, just me. Then. I think I, I, I've i been scared by my shadow now and again. You know, you walk in and you like you think it's somebody else and it's not, it's you. Yes. <laughs> shadows and reflections I've done it in my reflections so many times like what is that oh it's me hello. there's one where you know the mirrors that they have in supermarkets and the fresh food bit and you're going to reach for something I thought that was somebody else <laughs> I went you it." oh hello <laughs> I'm hold my. oh it's mine hello that's well, so that yeah that's good <laughs> I want I bet the like, light's well pissed off that we keeps hitting us instead of hitting the ground
3: <laughs> I just love how eloquently that went to just go and then you're in the way <laughs>
1: prick
2: <laughs> that's really
3: tickled
1: me <laughs> but jamie yes, that was a great edition of callum's teachings wasn't it? It another absolutely great week was. again another callum. great week again
3: i don't know where you get these
1: ideas from callum but i absolutely love them we appreciate you so much sir these are and every single week i then have to follow because jamie yeah. yes sir it's time for tom's journal yeah it is <laughs> And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. She hadn't made a milkshake in years for fear that they would return. Looks like she starts the blender reluctantly, looking around. In the distance, there are screams. The boys had returned, they were coming to her yard.
3: So you just said she hadn't made a milkshake in years like this. is a caliche joke, isn't it? let like, fucking Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
2: How, much strong, she regr-
1: How much do you reckon she regrets over writing that song? I bet she fucking loves it. About people that play that shit, she must be making millions out of it. That's my career. I don't want some cheer, send to you later. letter. do you find if she
3: hasn't done any music since then. I can't think I of so of
1: either. It. Or that <laughs> she hasn't. Well, it's probably we don't know about. No, probably not. So Jamie, um, I need to buy some new stamps because I'm not sending out condolence cards with Disney villain stamps on them. No one grieves like Gaston. No bereaved like Gaston. Wait, 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 wait! How are you doing this? No one orders or funeraries funeral wreaths like Gaston. <laughs> 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 oh, I really enjoyed that one.
3: I do I just like your singing. I made it the best.
1: Oh, thank you very much <laughs> um, so this is taking place at Hogwarts okay uh, Plumber, so I've come to do your pipes some made a call uh, Slytherin, Salazar Slytherin uh, yeah so make sure they're big enough for a giant snake Plumber why? oh no reason <laughs> I have no idea
3: I love, the amount of Harry Potter references that are in this journal for a man that's never watched Harry Potter amazes nope. me.
1: <laughs> but that is funny. I've what's going on. But it's just like, to me, it's funny because it's almost like <laughs> all sorts of stupid.
3: It's, like, great,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so stupid.
3: That's a film they need to make. Like the origins of Hogwarts, like building that building. Like, I want to see the blueprints. Like, how the fuck did they build that place?
1: I, I don't know what's in it, so I can't. I can't enjoy uh, staircases in it. and everything. Just there we are. There we are. <laughs> there we are. Um, but Jamie, yes, sir. I I don't want you to be boring with your midlife crisis. Okay, <laughs> don't be boring. Your midlife crisis. And buy a fucking sports car. Go hard. Right. Learn magic. Lisa Falcon. Start a cult. Like, are people worried about you? Sure, but are they also a little curious? Yeah, man. Like. Sign them up for the cult. You've got to make those Falcon payments.
2: (laughs) The fact that they interlinked made it so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell.
3: I love the idea of paying for a Falcon to just go, off your fuck.
1: (laughs) Set it free. Yeah, exactly. I, I love it when I find this shit because I'm like, oh, I've got to wait till two weeks' time to give Jamie this one. Like, <laughs> oh, I've got to wait three weeks to give this one out. Um, oh, this is just for in case anyone's wondering whatsoever. All right. Um, you know how scuba divers sit at the edge of the boat and then they fall backwards into the water? You know why they do that, right? Why? Um, because if they went forward, they fall into the boat. Fuck's sake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it. I was, I was like, he's not going to respond. Fuck. I was like, respond, Jamie. Come on.
3: <laughs> I, I Move on.
2: <laughs> Fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> oh, my fucking God. We have to just keep washing dishes and putting them away and then putting more food on them and then wash them again over and over and over until we die. <laughs> really depressing, for but very, very true. <laughs> oh, I thought was funny in my head. I
3: like, I like that though because it's
1: bloody true. Uh,
3: yeah, it really is. Oh,
1: that's depressing.
3: That's the first time I've ever actually contemplated buying a dishwasher.
1: <laughs> I've, I love ours. It's the best thing in the world. No, it's so great. Um. Fuse. So there's a lady at the restaurant, right? Um, And I just happened to have this conversation of, uh, so sorry, but I'm allergic to gluten, dairy, nuts, and I'm vegan. So what can I get? Uh, The waiter was like, the fuck out of here.
3: tempted oh. to some waiters must get to actually say things like
1: that no I know right oh. oh but I don't want this I don't want this I don't want that I don't want this either like why are you doing this like I'm, but I'm vegan but like I'm really pro corn <laughs>
3: <laughs> <It> Makes makes <laughs> have some people go to restaurants. restaurant there's just nothing on the menu for me go somewhere else then
1: yeah <laughs> it's like people complain about festivals <laughs> don't go don't go Can't festival shit all right well don't go then why do you buy a ticket money. to see these
2: bands then, you idiot? Fuck off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this, I love this one. Jamie. Yes, sir? What if ghosts can't see us either? So, and they're scared of shit, because who the fuck's making pizza bagels at 2am? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> They'd be so much more
1: freaked out than we are. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, why is that floating? What the fuck is going on? I'm like, what, the ass? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that.
1: I'm going to give you a couple more because I don't want to use up the rest of what I've got, which I'm gutted because I've got some belters not until next week. Did you know, Jamie, like, like the birthday cake last week, you have the right, as an adult, to make garlic bread whenever you want, yeah? You don't even need a reason. Pasta doesn't even have to be involved.
3: <laughs> God, I love garlic bread.
1: Oh, I, I, I'm weird. i weird. I eat it, but I'm not like, oh my God, I want garlic bread. Do you know what I mean? I just love garlic, though. To be fair. It's just beautiful. Garlic is, is unbelievable. Yeah, you are spot just on, Mercer. It's useful. beautiful.
3: It really is. I had garlic mushrooms in my tea earlier. I opened the, the oven. And I was like, mmm. I <laughs> rub it all over myself. <laughs>
1: what did you have for the old dins? What did you have?
3: I had um what did I have? I had garlic mushrooms knocky. Oh, okay. Yes, gnocchi. pan fried knocking nice. topped with garlic bread. Garlic bread, garlic that. mushrooms. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry, right. There was no truffles <laughs> involved.
1: Uh, knock knocky though darling yes
3: um
1: posh man just, just heard about somebody failing their driving test uh because they asked the examiner an examiner the examiner yeah i got to, i said i think i said it wrong the first time i think I it like is I said it wrong, but, yeah Let me, shall we start that again go on then um i just heard about somebody failing their driving test jamie because they asked the examiner um am i right your side For oh, Brilliant. I bet um, that happens loads, though.
3: Oh, definitely does. Without Oh, good, yeah. At the same what? time, what? like, they're asking. They're trying, you know, if they've got a passenger in the car,
1: they're being cautious. They're double-checking. I think I check on the mirrors, aren't you? So I oh, suppose no. that's an immediate fail. Um, I've got a, a riddle for you. <laughs> Go on. Then. What word starts with E... Ends with E, but only has one letter in it. E? An envelope. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's clever. But That is clever. Really, I like that one. It, it's really good, isn't it?
3: I like that. I'm just um,
1: leaving that. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> um, but I've got a little bit of a story for you now. Ooh, okay, story time with Tom story time with tom it it's some of it's funny but it's also i can see where the error came from if you know what i mean okay? okay so this is a story about francis bacon okay okay when i was young my father said to me knowledge is power francis bacon i understood it as knowledge is power france is bacon For more than a decade, I wondered over the meaning of the second part and what was the surreal linkage between the two. If I said the quote to someone, knowledge is power, France is bacon. They they nodded knowingly. Or some might say, knowledge is power, and I'd finish the quote, and France is bacon. (laughs) And they wouldn't look at me like I said something very odd, but thoughtfully agree. I did ask a teacher what did knowledge is power, France is bacon mean, and I got a full 10-minute explanation of the knowledge is power bit, but nothing on France is bacon. So when I prompted further explanation by saying France is bacon, <laughs> in a questioning tone, I just got a, yeah. At 12, I didn't have the confidence to press it further. I just accepted it as something I'd never understand. It wasn't until years later, I saw it written down, the penny had dropped. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I just don't realize how close that sounds to their name. I know. So it's Fran- obviously it's Francis Bacon. Yeah, and he thought it was France is Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, I, I suppose if they're a child, then yeah. But it's so funny though, <laughs> like the fact that he, he even wanted to know more, and he just got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the people that they he asked, she asked, whichever one it is
3: need to be questioned as well. Why didn't they correct them or go, what are you on about, mate? Because they obviously thought he said Francis Bacon, which is like, yeah, that's right. But even then he'd be like, why are you saying your own name after it, you little weirdo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good. You don't that need to quite...
3: sign off your sentences, mate. We know who said it.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And that was another edition of Tom's Journal. Beautiful. Thank you so much, sir. Thoroughly, thoroughly appreciated, as always. As always. Yeah. We do like that little segment. But I do believe, Jamie, it's time to bring that bit, that finished piece in. Oh, that finish piece. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that, that little bit of finished piece. Welcome to the Chronicles of Yuska Salminen. Yuska is a mental health advocate. He's a uh, motivational speaker, and he is also known for being a keyboardist in one of the biggest Finnish powerhouses. That is him. This ah, oh, this conversation is so incredibly
3: beautiful. Yeah, it's great. i I randomly stumbled upon scott on social media and i was like oh this guy was awesome like he replayed on one of my favorite albums of all time literally top five album of all time then i was looking into him first like what's he doing now and i was like holy shit i need to reach out to this guy like this guy is amazing he has done some incredible things and you are going to find out ladies and gents this conversation is absolutely stunning
1: yeah, it's, it's pretty. I mean, I don't really want to go into it too much. As you can see in the trailer that Jamie dropped, he didn't actually put much of the interview in uh, no. to, save, yeah, to save just how absolutely wonderful it is. You also noticed at the beginning of the episode, we did a silly little dance. Uh, if you watch the interview, you'll now understand what that dance means. Uh, Yusuke also played uh, on the Razorblade Romance album made by him, which is Jamie, one of Jamie's favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. So.
3: And I've I've got to say, since we did this interview, all I've listened to is him. Like, I've not stopped listening to them. As in him or the band him? Uh, A bit of both, really, because I've been listening to that album. And the first album, because it just reminded me how damn good it is in this conversation. So, yes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty tasty. Amy! Yes, sir! Any words at all of yours that you want to deliver that are possibly final? Just a massive thank you to our wonderful guest. It
3: always means so much to us where a guest comes on and they're talking to com- two complete and utter strangers they have never met before and pour their heart out and talk about traumas and experience in their life. And it really means the world. People put that trust into us. And Yusuke delivered on that tenfold. So thank you so much, my friend. It mean, really means the world. Uh,
1: absolutely. Yuska, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us, my friend, sit down and chat. We really, really enjoyed it. Even You are two hours ahead. Um, so obviously I think I went quite late to the night but it was it was just so worth it and I really hope you guys enjoy this one it's a fucking doozy. Ladies and gentlemen here we go. Ladies and gentlemen interviewing this week it's Yuska
0: Salminen. We, uh, when we start, should I say something of your queen? Is it like is it uh, to you more as a nation because it's a bit of weird for us? Is it okay to say I'm sorry for your loss or something?
3: Of course, yeah, we appreciate. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's it's yeah. been a weird one because it's like you don't know her personally, but she's mm. been there your whole life.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because that is that is because we don't have we have prime minister and the president, so we don't connect. In that sense, I don't even know how it can be, but like she's been there, even for us in the newspapers. So but if someone would die kind of here, I I I don't think it would be exactly the same. We don't have mm. that sort of a kind of like you know, um, in our hearts. That's you know
3: my opinion. yeah. It's it's weird, it's more of like a cultural, comfortable thing. Like I said, it's all we've ever known our whole life. Our mm. money's gonna change, our stamps are gonna change.
2: Everything's yeah.
0: gonna change. It's it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it must be. It must be. Uh it's it, I... <laughs> way it looks like I'm watching there. But anyways, because my camera is somewhere here and I'm trying to watch your face. So anyways, well, I am what I am. <laughs> it's fine. The other eye is there, another there something.
3: <laughs> like you're watching a tennis match.
0: Yeah. At the same time.
3: <laughs> Beautiful. What, yeah. what we normally do with this is I just do a little introduction, welcome you into the show. And then, as my co host likes to say, we just bombard you with questions. How does that sound?
0: Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Beautiful. Let me get my intro out of the way.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you another wonderful guest, and our first guest from the most metal country there is, Finland. Today's guest is a musician, a teacher, a youth worker, and just an all-round wonderful person. A man who has performed on one of my top five albums of all time. Which one? Keep listening and you'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the Chronicles of Yuska Salmanen. Did you know your surname or not? <laughs> I was going to say, did I get the surname?
0: It's perfect. I don't even lie, it's really good. It's very really yes. good. Oh, yeah. Good work. Get
1: in there. That's excellent.
0: Yeah, you're starting with a really good one. Both of you. Um, but
1: Juska, I feel that we should ask, you know, the, the hardest of hitting questions to start with. How was your yeah. pandemic season? See, I know it's still going on-ish, but how was the pandemic uh, for you over there?
0: It's kind of like, I don't know if we're forgetting it, but like the war in Ukraine, it's kind of like all over the news. So yeah, basically, yeah. even my wife is uh, she's on a sick leave now. But she she was a nurse. She is a nurse in uh, what you call uh, she's taking care of uh, COVID patients. So basically, uh, we are not wearing masks anymore. I don't know the numbers even anymore because they don't. We can't read it in the news because they are not in the news. But we live pretty much normal life. I. And you, how was it there? Yeah, Yeah.
1: same. Like it never happened
0: almost. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like a I was just like, uh, I'm going to be in a seminar next week in a youth seminar and uh, I'm going to be the host there. So this is really great for me to be a guest here so I can relax. So uh, (laughs) I was just reading my works, uh, studies from school and uh, there was my study when the uh, COVID hits, when the covenant, government closed all the youth houses. So it feels so far away already. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's not present anymore. It was a silent enemy and now, now we can even like read from it anymore. Yeah, it's almost like we live with it now. Mm, yes, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have it like as far as I know. That's good. That's really good. Mm. I it twice and it's not okay. not pleasant. Not
3: pleasant. Okay. No. I, I had it the once, but I, it wasn't too severe. Just a bit tired. It was didn't get me too bad, to be fair.
0: Then, yeah, yeah. But one no. of my friends friend, uh faced paralyzed the half of it. So basically, that one. Wow. Yeah, it's because of COVID. It was there before, but it like launched it, if you can say it that way. And uh, that was a eye-opener for me that it's serious as well because that was like it was hanging like he could turn it into a joke even and, and I was like come on you can't joke in a way that you hold your face like this and the other way eyes oh, going like and I was like okay free-ish but he's okay
1: <laughs> good so place is all right That's wow crazy.
0: yeah
3: but tip of the hat to your wife for the work she did as well like looking after the sick patients like fair play to fair play to
0: yeah she was like him from uh, uh, those movies, using those masks, basically. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. So, Juska, take us back. Obviously, you're known for being a musician, but take us back. What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a little boy?
0: Um, I, I didn't have any of that kind of like dreams. I f- first, what I remember, there was a, a really uh, well-known ski jumper from Finland called Matti Nukkanen. And he used to win like four Olympics, if I remember right. He was only 18 when he got these huge prizes. And like he went up like this, sort of kind of like uh, I can compare it to my in one point, but like a massive scale, bit younger. And like uh, everyone was kind of like, he's the greatest star. So I wanted to be him, but he had a really difficult life afterwards when fame went away so he ended up dying a few years ago because of alcohol and all the other kind of like uh, he went really down so I didn't want to be him that kind of person but he was sort of a hero for every little kid and he came to my home city in koala as well to jump after the uh, bigger competitions they came to koala as well and I remember my hand reaching they were hundreds of kids and he took my you know paper piece of paper and for the signature like like a <laughs> goosebumps oh, no. I, I'm spe- <laughs> that's amazing I, I'm, I'm speaking goosebumps to myself that's kind of like egoistic <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i wanted to be mm. him and i don't know if i re- uh, i was like seeking for the feeling more than to be specific something as an occupation or mm. I, I didn't want to I, I didn't want it to be famous or anything i just wanted the feeling i guess I get what
1: you, I yeah i'll what you mean, yeah. I get what you mean yeah. so where did the uh, the love of music come from
0: then uh the music came from i guess from father and uh, it did it did like uh we got piano pretty early, on early stages. And uh, they kind of forced me uh, and my brother to go to piano lessons. I think it's a pretty common story with every kid. I don't know anyone who is kind of like, yeah, I want to go to play piano. (laughs) Or maybe, maybe some, but like, uh, the first teacher was really bad. And my my brother, like, you know, not in a way that she couldn't play, but she was awful as a teacher okay. So, okay. God, as a personality so my father quit straight away and i just like okay can i try another one and uh the next one was the what do you call the person who plays in the church oh. uh organist here key- yeah. <laughs> the keyboard player of the church <laughs> that sounds way more metal we'll go yeah. with that <laughs> <laughs> So he was teaching me and he was much more inspiring. And like uh, that was kind of like how I got into playing. And then we had keyboards as well uh, at home. And uh, I rehearsed um, three years. And then uh, it started to be a bit too much over after studies and uh, like school. And I got kind of bored and then I started to learn by listening. Hmm. And with the keyboards, you can kind of like play themes and like jingles like different TV shows starts of them and it was more more kind of like Beverly Hills I am MacGyver <laughs> and that kind of stuff so I was lazy in that sense and uh, it's kind of a pity in a way that I think that was the main reason but later on that I couldn't stay at the level but maybe a bit later up on that one but like uh, it just wasn't time for me I played soccer, and uh, I studied hard. My mom and dad were teachers both, so it was a bit too much. But, yeah, and music, listening-wise, first there was Kiss and Twisted Sister, but there was as well Sandra and uh, some of the folks, so it's kind of like a sexy rock and folk combination. (laughs) So, I read
3: somewhere you were you were a techno
0: guy. You like techno music, was that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's that's kind of like I I've always loved to dance, and uh, that's that was it, it hit me at the uh, prodigy time. It was the highest peak. Before prodigy, there were a bit like uh, underground techno, and uh, then prodigy came to play in Finland, and I was sixteen at the time and uh i remember what uh, going to see them and uh i was touching Keith point there to the shoulder when they asked everyone to come to uh, dance on the stage and i was like whoa he looked at me <laughs> so again the feeling <laughs> i know what i didn't want to be uh keith but I, I just i got the vibe so much that like uh yeah, yeah i love the, I, I love techno and i love dancing And I won a tank competition in uh, Brighton when I was in (laughs) study school. Yeah, boom, boom.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So so what made you want to start playing in bands and playing music professionally then? Uh,
0: I I never actually wanted to play as a profession. And still, even, it feels like I never kind of played in profession, you know, like a professionally, even I hit the heavy league, literally. Uh, there was a band called The Swampies, The Swampies, how do you say? Yeah, my friend built it up and it was like lyrics from the B movies. You know, there they, they was something like, a, there's something strange in the neighborhood, something lurking something yeah, kind yeah of like yeah. yeah and uh <laughs> and that was a singer it was kind of like a punkish rockish band and uh it was the first band and uh, it was fun and then came marianne which used to be to die for and they wanted to have a keyboard player because uh they changed their direction more from clam rock to gothic rock around 1997-98 hmm. and they asked me uh, to play there, and I only got to play in Merriam for half a year or so before I trained him, so it was kind of like I didn't have any... <laughs> I didn't dream to be in a professional music career in any point. I didn't even have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just sort of happened. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it actually it did. It happened so fast.
3: So, so how did you go from playing for six months in that band to then join in him. How did that happen?
0: Um, This is kind of like, I'm thinking if I tell the longer version or a short (laughs) person. Whichever version you want to tell. Yeah, I I go for the long version. So basically let's go back to prodigy time. Uh, I was in high school, it was the second grade, I think. And that was when I had uh, blonde hair and using eyeliner to make the beard. Bit darker, <laughs> just like I wanted to have the beard, which I have now. Now it's gray. I should do it again, but <laughs> grayish, not gray. But <laughs> at that time, I was more of a techno, techno dude completely. And uh, then came Marianne and uh, Jörg, the lead singer. At, at that time, local bands were still huge bands. Or I, mm. I mean, it, not huge bands, but the, I consider them to be like uh, celebrities, you know, in a sense. Mm. I don't think it's the uh, same way anymore. But if you have a, a local band, it's not like uh, it's easier to get to play and to get your name because of the social media. And at that time, if you played in a youth club, that was a big thing. If you played in a uh, in a, like a bar, it was even more. And uh, when they asked me to play in the band, I got more into gothic music. Obviously, I sucked in the influence, and uh, that's that. There was Paradise Lost and Saipo Negative. So, mm. if I wouldn't be in that band, I might still be living in the techno, <laughs> of, <laughs> not the not not the nineties dance music by far, but uh, sort of more like. A, well, techno music, more, more, well, never knows what would have happened. But then I moved to, oh, what's the next step? I went to Army. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. And uh, we have to go to Army. And here it's like obligatory, how do you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, I went there, and for the first time in my life, uh, I got depression, and I had to quit the army. It was a really, really difficult time for you. I I thought I'm going to lose my mind. It was back in the 1997, so basically, I didn't know what is happening to me. Everything before that one was really easy. I had a really safe surroundings when I was a child. Uh, I went to secondary school. Everything was okay, and uh, nothing. Nothing was wrong. High school, I got a high school love for four years. And uh, not the Beverly Hills kind of life there, but in the middle, I was having time of my life. Then I went to army and all of a sudden I kind of like couldn't concentrate anymore. And it went harder and harder and harder. I mean, the point I just had to escape. I I, I just had to quit it and I, I went back home and i was just like what is going on here uh, it feels that someone sucked the brains out of me the feelings and the emotions and everything and i was just sitting there with a, like a clip like my eyes kind of like i didn't have any spark maybe a bit of there and uh that is the reason i moved to helsinki at that specific time because then i when i started to feel a bit better i applied to school and got in to a restaurant school and there I met a good friend Tera who introduced me for the first time, uh, the first album of him and that was kind of at the same time I was in Marianne, the gothic was coming for me, uh, the gothic music and then I heard him and I was like wow this is insane, this is absolutely insane, you have the Massive guitar riffs and then Villa's voice. And it was like down and up and down and up. And it, I, I think it was because my life had been a bit of the same. First up and then really down. And I started to build myself a bit like a, as a whole person again. And uh, yeah, him came in a really good moment. And I've heard several stories that people are saying that his music has helped them. And I can realize it because it helped me back then. And uh, the feeling was really strong at that time. Uh, and now this is a longer version. So <laughs> now we are, that I am living in Helsinki. I've been introduced to him with the album. And uh, then there was a person, another friend uh, I got from school was a uh, who know uh, knew Patka, the drummer from him at the time of Our Greatest Love Songs. Yeah. So that was kind of the next step. I <laughs> You have to understand that I didn't climb the steps to be the keyboard <laughs> player of him, but I kind of like uh, maybe reach for that same feeling as like with Matti and the ski jumper, mm. to get that autograph, to get that specific special moment to meet Ville. And uh, we first were going to see the first kick of him in Vanta, which is close to Helsinki, with Tero. But he wanted to show off and he, in winter, he drew like off from road (laughs) just before (laughs) we reached the venue. Not in a a bad way, but still in a way that the car was like it went off and we couldn't get it off so we missed the whole gig
1: no oh.
0: yeah and i was pretty pissed off <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <with being that. laughs> so but it's it, it's a good thing because the first gig i saw was in my hometown here in kovola and because we knew our podcast friend we got to say to Padka, but like my friend said, but uh, do you know Villa? He's Villa as well? Uh, it's so confusing. But the uh, the person who knew Padka is Villa as well. So we got to okay, go yeah. to talk with the same things, kind of like he said, "Hey, I know Villa." Like, uh, how do you know Villa? i like, okay, he's my friend from school, and we got to talk. And then he asked in some point that, like, uh do you want to go to after-party? And I was like, yeah, I want to go to after-party. Of course <laughs> I <want. laughs> You're my favorite drummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then we went to our hotel, and uh, in a hotel room in my hometown, I was uh, partying with uh, Patka, and I remember Linda, guitar player, was there as well, and some technicians. I was like, what is going on? Now I am there to play, uh, rock in my favorite pants. Uh, not rock, but like rocking the party in hotel room. And uh, uh, that was kind of like I heard that And went there and opened the door. There was Ville and Mika and Ville's is like Paskameno, which means like, this is shit, and put the door closed straight away. <laughs> there, there he was. I was close to my, you know, my star, my shine star, <laughs> That was another step. There was another moment and I uh, kind of like maybe I like subconsciously been trying to read Smutty and my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> the same feeling again and again when I was a kid. It just like kicked me now. But yeah, that was another step sort of in a way that like I, I got to know the guys. and uh, then it took about a week and then I got a text message. From Patka, we changed numbers, and I didn't think that like he would ever ever connect, uh, contact me again. And then all of a sudden, I got a message that, "Do you want to go and like have a beer with me?" And I was like, what, "What is going on? Why is what? Why is a favorite drummer of my favorite band ever in the world who wants to have a beer with me?" So it's kind of like a mystery this whole freaking world because him was Metallica for me. It, <clears throat> if Lars would have asked me. To have a beer, I was like, "No, I'm going with Patka." <laughs> it's kind of like, and yeah, just trying to, trying to give you the like the feeling I had at that time. Mm. And I went to have a drink with Patka, and uh, it was amazing. I was asking pretty much the same questions that people are asking from me occasionally. That do you get any money? and uh, how easy it is to be with, uh, with the fame, and like, do you get any girls, and all that, like, same, same <laughs> thing is, but it's the way it is. <laughs> and uh, it was a nice evening, and uh, that's, that was kind of like a third step, maybe, <laughs> closer to him. <laughs> and do you want to ask something in between, because this will come eventually? No, I'm, I'm loving Keep the story. I'm loving the going. story. Yeah, yeah, Keep that, going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And well, the next step <laughs> was actually when I was walking, uh, I saw Bill and the bass player of Amorphis, uh, Amorphis in one bar. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to be had a bit of like, a, how do you, making myself a bit more brave and walked in and said, to Bill, that I know your drummer. <laughs> can I sit down and like can I sit down to the table and kind of like maybe that's kind of a creepy kind of thing to do but anyways I did <laughs> so male uh, creepy. Uh, anyways yeah he said actually in some interview in Finnish TV that like uh, they were asking of the new keyboard player and he said that there was Juska from Kohola that like uh he was kind of a male crowby who <laughs> tried to get
2: closer to us. <laughs> there was a bit of
3: truth in that one. I was going to say, they're not completely wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, not completely. <laughs> but yeah, no, okay. But I sat down to the table and, like, uh, I had uh, EB, my... um. Of, to, uh, of Marianne's and uh, it was kind of like I asked that uh, do you want to come come to listen to to my car and uh, he came there and I was playing my first demo of my first band to my <laughs> favorite singer uh, in my car in Helsinki and I was like okay life magical moment again <laughs> Ville <Mala> is sitting <laughs> next to me in my crappy car listening <laughs> to my demo <laughs> I was like, it's okay. And uh, he, I gave him my uh, album, uh, The Greatest Love Songs, and he signed it. And uh, there was a year in 1998, and then he put a line and three under that. And it took me quite a while to understand. And it was like 1998 divided with three, and it was 666, obviously. But I didn't get, get it at that time. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And. Uh, there that was a one step (laughs) so uh the next one they came to play the koala in the same bar in between that time i went to festivals i got to see more gigs and i got to meet the guys and talk with them more and it was a really really it was really special feeling again for me i never dreamed of kind of playing in the band. It, it wasn't even in my head. I, I I didn't even, there was no way I could have even imagine that kind of thing. But then they came to Koala and Villa uh, <clears throat> was doing the gig he, uh, gig. he was asking, like, to microphone, that Juska, Yo, can you bring a glass of whiskey to me? And I was like, yeah, I'm in my hometown. time. Ville is asking me to bring a whiskey glass, of course, like, bring the whiskey glass. <laughs> and that's kind of like that male creepy thing again. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> at least they, they, there's nothing sexual in it, so it's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> not a bromance, not a bromance. It's <laughs> but but after the geeky asked me to kind of like like come sit next to me and uh <laughs> this is starting to be a romance. <laughs> 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 but anyways, and this is like the moment moment of my life. But anyways, that that is uh the exact moment when he asked, about, like uh we had a bit of problems with our keyboard player and he's not coming to play in a tour that would you like to join us to play the tour in Germany? And that is That is the moment, and that's kind of like, whoa. And that is the moment I go back. That was a long story in a way. There's a shorter story, and that is maybe in between, because there are kind of many steps to move Mm. in that specific uh, question that do you want to come to play the German truth? And the first question I asked was like, how about my own band? Which is really great for me, like, hindsight to think that like i, I had this uh feeling of um uh, what's the english word that my friends can trust me like my band members from marianne yeah, and yeah. i'm making a champion season even when they are asking me i'm pretty and I'm, I'm not proud of many things kind of like there's a thin line being proud and preoccupied but that's kind of like i'm proud that it came like straight away how about my own he said like hey, you can you can do that as well, that this won't take your complete time. Of course, it will take <laughs> everything. <laughs> but I didn't think that back then. But that's kind of the story how I got into band. Um yeah. <laughs> it's
3: nuts. I just love the fact that your favorite band, and you just managed to slowly climb that ladder to being a member of the band. That's mental.
0: Yeah, that, that is that's a really well used word because yeah. I, I, I like complete mental case going down and going back like free this way in a way. Yeah, it's mental. Don't use that word. How what? How was the German tour? Uh, German tour before that one because this is a podcast and you want to hear stories, chronicles. Oh yes, I have to tell something before that German tour. Uh the next moment, because this is so uh, mesmerizing and magical, uh, they gave me the album. Uh, I had the album list, but I had to rehearse the songs. And uh, <clears throat> Villa was going to come to my place to to teach me the songs. So from that moment in hotel room where they hit the door and said it's a shitty, <laughs> shitty feeling, <laughs> then he wanted to come to my home. To teach me his songs, so come on, universe, it's mental. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know the eye, uh, eye fish effect when you watch from the uh, door fish mm. eye. Fish yeah, eye, yeah. eye yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can hear the buzzer sound, and then you can hear the elevator, and then you can. I, I'm watching that the long hair with the leather jacket is coming and I'm pressing the ding and I was like oh, okay I'm waiting just a second I'm waiting just a second and open the door welcome <laughs> and then he was in my studio uh, room, and like uh, teaching me the songs of my favourite band ever <laughs> and then he left and then I was just sitting there and like moving around his coffee cup and like then <laughs> I felt like after the first date I so <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, but yeah so that how it went so and it moved on it moved to the next do you want to hear the next step yeah of course <laughs> okay so the next step is uh, not a good part of this movie uh, I went to rehearsing place and I uh, just before we started to play, just when uh, 666, what is the song's name? Your Switch 66 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when we started to like, and I couldn't get my keyboards on. And it's like uh, there was this little adapter thing. It had broken. So what are the wow. odds for that one? And there is like, I'm not exaggerating this thing. It, it really happened. And I was like, oh my God, I can play. What can I do? I had just one week before I uh, bought a keyboard from a flea market. And it was back at my home. And I just had to went there and ran with a leather jacket and like uh, <clears throat> took a tram there. And it was really heavy. And I hadn't played it only once before that one. And then I took it there and played with that one. I couldn't hear anything. And it's like uh, you—it's sh- compa- as a comparison. You trying to throw a dart to a dartboard and trying to hit the ten, but as you can't hear anything with the keyboard, you're just trying to play the song. So I was really miserable, and I just left the rehearsing place. And I, I'm sorry that, like, I play "When Love and Death Embrace" with a terrible string sound, and there's basically nothing I can do. And, Then it took a couple of days, and my friend uh, put a text message to me and asked, like, who is going on a tour? And I was like, me, 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 me. And then he put the cell phone next to TV, saying that, like, Ville is saying in the TV show that, like, okay, that who is going to go to Germany with you keyboard player because I've heard that there is some, like, problems. And then he said that Anto is going to come. There is no problems. And I was like, what the fuck? I heard from the TV show that I'm not going to be the keyboard player of for my oh. friend's cell phone. And I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> and <laughs> but I felt like someone was hitting me with the baseball bat of like, honest, come on, life with like, oh. But, anyways, that was another step. And another step was after. <laughs> maybe three days Mika the bass player called me and like wanna come here and we went to bar to talk and he said that like okay we have problems with our keyboard player do you wanna still come to play the tour with us I was like yes I wanna come to play the tour with us I I understand that like in the big world there are problems and then I went to play keyboards and uh, it went really well and uh got a lot of compliments from the band before, uh, after that <clears throat> rehearsals and uh, then we went to German tour. And that was kind of a rollercoaster ride, <clears throat> um, emotional and... Yeah, imagine. Yeah. And your qu- question was, how was the German tour? I <laughs> uh, should I go on or do you have any other questions?
1: We have, we have we have quite a few, I've got quite a few still, but yeah, but I'm, I'm intrigued about this German tour.
0: Well, I'm enjoying the stories.
1: <laughs> Keep so
0: going. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll tell some part of it. So the first kick, uh, maybe I I leave it to the first kick because it's like for me the most uh, precious moment. And mm. uh, just before when we left, uh, they decided that we have to or I have to rehearse. Enjoy the silence mode because there wasn't enough songs in the set list, and uh, then it took quite a while for me. To, you know, I'm not technically the best player in the world, and when you put the pressure of uh, getting things right in your first quick, uh, uh, your favorite band in the first kick of the first tour to get that doo 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 doo. So the, the, you can only concentrate on that one moment. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're just like waiting to get to that show. You're waiting to that specific moment when you get to do 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 And there are songs before that one. And in the end, the whole thing, when Batka was just hitting the drums and I'm playing that, it went awesome. So then everything kind of like all the pressure went off. And then I just started, started I was a member of my favorite band. I was on the top of the world, like the the gig. And uh, then when we went down and our manager, Sepp came after like half an hour to say that like, hey, do you want to come here? That there are two girls who want your autograph. I was like, mine. Only mine. And I was a rock star. (laughs)
3: That's amazing. (laughs) That's how you know you've made it. That's amazing. (laughs) So obviously you weren't known by your name in the band. You you had a wonderful stage name. Uh, where <laughs> did the name Zoltan Pluto come from? <laughs> uh
0: you know, I was talking about about the movie lyrics. Uh, they had kind of like nothing to do with the Swampies band to him, but Bill had. What's the movie Hound of Dracula, a B-movie. Mm. And the hound was called Zoltan. So as a dog, I don't know if it, it was because of my eyes are a bit of like this. I think that that is kind of like the cute version. The other <laughs> version should be that like they once said that like, you go there, dog, and bring us beer or something. Anyways, <laughs> either it's... <laughs> you know love with all their love it wasn't kind of like pushy away. but yeah. even though the, the, the dog the dog was the main thing there so it was Zoltan and everyone knows Pluto basically Pluto is another dog so basically it's two dogs and uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 freaking weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the answer I expected but I love it it's amazing yeah yeah <laughs> And when we went to Hungary, I got the, like uh, uh, this mug, the name Mugs. It's kind of like their Zoltan is kind of like John. So <laughs> maybe you can imagine I go to Hungary and I got a Hungarian name with Pluto. It's like <laughs> John Pluto or whatever. It's like. Jolt- so. <laughs> Zoltan Pluto. <It's laughs> so now <laughs> I, I still have the mug with the Zoltan. That's oh, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah.
3: So, As I said in my intro, like you performed on one of my favourite albums of all time, that being Razorblade Romance. But Mm. before we get into the nitty gritty of that record and whatnot, thanks to my friend Andy, I discovered what's known as the Slippery When Dead demos.
2: Mm. Um,
3: The songs on those demos, the songs sound a lot more like greatest love songs. That sort of sound of the band. Do you remember much from those demos? Were you involved in those? Or was that
0: before you came on board? Uh, I wasn't involved in them, <clears throat> so I'm never taking credit of anything I haven't done. So basically, uh, I came to already serve table. So that is that is what, what happened. And uh, <clears throat> I loved that Slippery winded. I loved the sound. I, I It was exactly what uh, it should have been. <laughs> but yeah. in, in my... Fan mind in my uh, what I what I was like what him was for me, but I think that and it was kind of like you can't put join me in death with the five minutes version and uh, all the drums were with drum machine kind of like the there weren't live drums and it was just it wasn't meant to be no. so basically then then uh, ar- arrangement started. Like from the re- rehearsing place again to come closer to the ver- uh, or to co- complete to be the version of play Romans. And um, yeah, that was a kind of like a mid stage and compromission from labels and villa, I guess, to move to Razorblade Romans. Yeah. I was a mayor keyboard player. <laughs> I, I. I Ville is a mastermind, you. I, I think everyone knows that. Yeah, that he, he's the genius behind. But there's still room for the band as well. But I guess Linde did a bit more, at least in the first album. And uh, I was kind of like a, how would I say, it? I was Goa,la home city, little guy from here member more than a one of five yeah i get what uh, you mean. yeah 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 and i i didn't mind it's just like i as i said i don't want to take all the, uh, uh, any credits of anything i did some arrangement there and there to the songs but i would love to say that i came up with a, a join me intro but i didn't it's just like a maybe I shouldn't I would like to be like yeah I was the main guy I had an intro there with the millions of listeners and everything but I played it (laughs) at least to the album
3: (laughs) that's all that matters at the end of the day you're known for playing it on that amount how was the recording the album because memory serves it Because the big names had performed in that studio
0: where you recorded it well that is something if we just Was it last year or year before that when Bohemia Rhapsody came to Uh, movie? Have you seen it? it?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I sat down and watched that movie and saw like the aerial clips coming from the same studio, you know, uh, establishment establishment shot going there, it was like I was like, whoa! I was there, and now I'm (laughs) watching movie like where I was. And uh, no one has ever said so. This is I'm, this one I'm gonna keep to myself. That like I don't want to hear if it's not played with the same cramp piano as Bohemian Rhapsody is because <laughs> I, I, I just I, I I want to believe that one and it might be or it might be not. But I don't want to call to them that was it because it, it, it's just like the, the understanding of it that like it, it is even recorded at the same studio where there is like Oasis. Queen, well, well, if you don't know, listener, Google out Monmouth Wales <laughs> Studios, so you see the list of this big of yeah. um, <clears throat> different bands, and uh, it was awesome. It was a bit difficult for me as well. Uh, I hate studios. I hate when the the red button is on and uh, I hate mistakes, it's kind of like uh, it was starting to be quite pressure at that moment as well that like uh, I wasn't as professional as the others were, so the pressure was building really high, there was John Fryer and I heard all the names Nine Inch Nails and everything and I was like okay, it's really going to the big level. So when you are there and there is, uh, uh, record label is investing a lot of money, and there I am. You know, now you heard the story how I got into the band, and it didn't take that long time that I'm in Monmouth Studios playing with the grand piano of Bohemian Rhapsody to make the album. So being a little guy, being a fan, being a member of the band, it was all here so everything didn't go as planned so I fucked up the first, okay can I swear yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, I don't normally swear but I got into the deep memories that, like, <laughs> it, 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 I really don't swear but like that that's it, it wasn't fun obviously if you do work with John Fryer and you don't like complete thingies there was programming for the first time to so myself I was playing the Merriam E.B in a demo studio in Finland, and I, it was played live. So if you have to work bit by bit, and I didn't complete it for the first time, so it was really kind of like, a, the universe was pressing me down, like pushing me to the small point that like, okay, I just recovered from a deep depression, and now I have to like, oh, I have to, come on, man. Yeah. But like all in all, when, when I got over that one, it was really fun. And like we, they forced me to play naked uh, one last time and uh, in a good <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> they, if you don't want if you don't play naked, we're gonna play there one last time. So I was playing one last time naked with the Rhodes <laughs> piano. So that, that's the fun. <laughs> and they were actually naked next to me, sitting in the lotus position. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're humming the spirit in. Fucking so, <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, brilliant.
0: There was a lot of fun. We were watching a lot of movies and uh, there was a chef coming every day making food like what we wanted. And it was <clears throat> it was kind of... I didn't even remember of the chef thing that like he came there, asked what we want to eat. And it was that rock and roll star life. And we went to walk up to hills and... Uh, always it was a bit boring in some part, but still playing uh, NHL games with guys we bonded really fast because he and both are hockey fans and yeah and guys were doing some funny things while making the album they're kind of like playing with the capes and just you, to get the get that feeling into it mm. and there, that, that is awesome because I I have a really open, open, still quite open, a bit open wood from recording uh, albums in studio. And now I'm doing it, and now it's fun with a in a band Buchan in nowrena. But back then it was it left a real huge uncomfortable scar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah.
3: Did you feel like, what's what's the phrase, imposter syndrome? Was it that sort of thing? Like You'd you'd worked to get there, but you didn't
0: feel like you should be there, if that makes sense. Uh, In a way, yeah. Yeah, it could have been that way. I I never felt, I I think I was a fan playing in the middle of him. Mm. All in all, I never, I always, uh, because as a keyboard player, I was there back in the venue. I was there and I was... I've seen the YouTube clips uh, later on. Obviously, I watch sometimes to go back to history to see that there are quite a few. And there I I can see the show in a way that like other members as well made a bit of mistakes there and there. But for me at that time, everything else was perfect band all the time. And then there was me, who was mm. just like a little guy, little shivering guy. No, anymore at that time when I was playing gigs in Germany for thousands of people, because it was in a backspan. I was a rock and roll star at that time, like feeling at it at least. And uh, by in the studio, it was still difficult. It was really difficult because, well, you put it pretty well. Maybe I didn't feel like I was supposed to there. I wanted to be there, but I was in an environment. <laughs> and the depression was really close still. So it really, took a lot of toll from, like, from me to put myself together to perform in such a high level. and yeah. Everything happened so fast.
3: <clears throat> and obviously that album sent the band into like the stratosphere. Huge hits, yeah. singles, music videos, even for some unknown reason, releasing that album under the band name Her in America. Like, mm. Did you expect the album to be as successful as it was?
0: Uh, <clears throat> sorry. But well, there was this uh, misprint, or can you say it that way, that there was only like, a, one last time was missing from the album. So we said back then, this is going to be, uh, someone's going to pay a lot of money from this because they, they're going to be collectibles. But uh, I wasn't thinking, I thought that like, because he was growing up before even the album, in Germany we saw that, it was like, a. Uh, more crowd, bit by bit, even before uh, the (laughs) exploration. (laughs) But I thought it could happen. And I think that the band felt as well that there is something growing up in Germany. And it was Germany who open-heartedly took us. And in the end, we did, and Villa did, so much promotional work. He did actually everything. Our manager, rest in peace, Seppo, put a lot of effort to get us everywhere. And in the end, I think it was the youngsters who actually made, like when you get the emo sort of music, metal combined to the uh, Edgar Allan Poe, like Ville, to the hearts of youngster teenagers you hit the jackpot and then they started to come like I, I remember <clears throat> in Berlin or something they opened the door while I was still like doing something to my keyboards and the, they were running like youngster teenagers they were running next to the stage and I was like okay I'm going away so that's <laughs> the, that, that's the difference uh, from what it used to be in Gothic clubs when there are Adults with eyeliners and people are dancing like this and like crying and screaming like they <laughs> did later on. And uh, the, the one big thing was as well the uh, 13th floor movie, mm. um, which was um, released, and uh, we had to the join me there, so that, that helped. I've
3: never actually seen that movie. I've no idea if it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> no, no, no. We were in the the, the opening gala, uh, the premiere, and we went there with 13 black Porsches. And everyone was like, I was in one and the members and then all that stuff. I, I can't remember who were there. But they asked Ville, did you like the movie? And he, he answered something like, it was a movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, it, it's I love Matrix and Matrix I think was exactly at that time, and that was kind of like a a crappier version of Matrix in a way. It's okay, but but the idea is there. That, that it's it's sort of uh, it's it, it, till the point of green color. It's kind of greenish color as well as Matrix is. So uh, it's yeah, a, yeah. It, it, it's it was it wasn't a good timing, I think. <laughs> Next to Matrix,
3: <laughs> good good diplomatic answer, I love it, I <laughs> Yeah,
0: but, but you, you should watch it. It's just like uh, it, I think I'm gonna watch it because of this uh, <laughs> podcast because it, it's it, it's not a bad bad movie, but like it's maybe it was a bit boring and uh, so. But it, it helped a lot. <clears throat>
3: And yeah, like, like I said, it's, it's nuts how popular the band got from that album. It's, But deservedly, because like I said, it's such a good album. But So you left the band in New Year's Eve 2000. But before we touch on why, the next record, Deep Shadows, came out later in 2001. Did you mm. have any involvement in the early stages of that record? Or was that all done after you left?
0: Uh, I was listening to those. <sighs> Someone cut me... I got a link to those uh, songs which were kind of like demo versions you know bootlegs not bootlegs but those demos Mm. not bootlegs of gigs but demos of like uh, maybe shouldn't be released then I I like uh, I listened to them and I was okay this sounds so familiar and I jumped to the rehearsing place in my memories and I remember I was part of uh, I remember rehearsing few of the songs. Salt in our wounds, uh, please don't let it go. Uh, and maybe those. And I do remember when we started to rehearsing. And I think that was one of the main reasons as well. I I was starting to feel so tired because we were <laughs> we were touring and rehearsing nonstop. And then you know as the band <laughs> moves on, you have to start to make the next album Mm. so with the limited skill and the the limited uh growth as being a musician or time to be a rock star and then you put another album there where we were all completely tired and you need to have that specific um something in you and you know it did like i said when we started this that like I, i only played for three years so it's not enough. I I didn't have the skills to play different scales or just jam with the guys. I was the one out from that musical family. No, in a way that they push it and I didn't feel that bad of it, but like yeah, I was I, I played a few some of them, but like not, not for example, pretending. Hmm. Uh, not Enjoy and Sorrow. I like that song, but we, I didn't play in that one. And, uh, but yeah, a couple of them.
3: I was intrigued because like I said, it's, it's such a good album as well. I was intrigued if you had any involvement in that one. But obviously, as, as we just touched on then, you know, you did leave the band New Year's Eve 2000. What was it that led to you making that? Was it all that pressure and the time and everything you just couldn't do it anymore?
0: Uh, the, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, so that it was... Building up the pressure, it's like I, I as in a youth work, I've told these stories as a le- lectures sometimes. So, my comparison has been to compare it to you know, this the little motorcycles. What do you call this? Yeah, they're not motorcycles, but the Mopeds. small ones, Mopeds, Yeah. Yeah, so if other band could use like the 45 kilometers which is like the limit here and they can go pretty fast and they can just pull that with that one i have to do some stuff that it it is always going like 80 like yeah (laughs) Yeah! it's like it needs to pound and if it doesn't pound you need to like completely you just can't handle that pace all the time too fast and uh in the end I had to make a decision uh, to keep it on the road and to away my hand from the and uh, otherwise it would have gone to off-road or I would have, in the worst case, made a decision to drive off-road, if you know what I mean. I don't know if I would have jumped out from the balcony or anything, but it would have gone so much worse. And... I had that one experience of depression before, so I knew that like this is bad. But <coughs> it, it, it was meant to be, <laughs> maybe. We all believe in what we believe. We are all entitled to believe what this whole universe thing is. But uh, for me, I needed to have some sort of a reason why this whole story happened to me. And maybe it, later on, I realized that Maybe it was just for me to experience that moment so I can kind of like talk to you of this thing after 20 years and give maybe some sort of reflections to people who suffer from depression or whatever. And that sort of like justifies my time in him for myself because I need, I need that justifying.
1: Yeah, yeah bless you, Oscar. I mean, the fact that you deal with that is, you know, the fact that you just talk about it so freely, and so openly is incredible. Absolutely yeah, incredible! Yeah. It's you know, and I'm sure there's loads of people down the way that list to this and go, "What a legend!" You know, I appreciate. I can relate, and you know, it's absolutely fantastic. If he can do it, I can do it.
2: Mm, so, mm. Uh,
1: yeah, you're a, you're a very inspirational human, my friend, and uh, I appreciate that you're you know you're talking ever so freely to us. It's it's wonderful.
2: Thank um, you.
1: But just going back to music, so there's a question, I like to ask every single musician: uh, <coughs> as music videos, love them or hate them?
0: I, I love them
1: okay, yeah. That's a very I, great I, answer.
0: I, I love them I love them if I, I would it would be like hitting myself to face or shooting myself <laughs> to angle because we make music videos at the moment so okay. yeah. <laughs> in my company but still being an uh, music TV generation guy it's just like it was I, I love movies. I love that time. I love my childhood back to the future fan-based happy times. And and that time music videos came and I was like, whoa, this is a different channel to uh, like a escapism, you know. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of never-ending story kind of <laughs> thingies. And that that kind of thing. So like music video, it just traits what was the song when they are like the first 3d animation anyways it's just like I love them I don't know anymore it's really different now because it's not a like they don't do it that much but like um I, I we are going to make a music video tomorrow and we just did our own uh, two weeks ago and it's fun and um yeah
3: plus yeah. you are known for having some incredible dance moves. Especially in the right here in my arms video. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the fact you did that just made my heart very happy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've done that dance while watching that video. <laughs> it's just the best.
0: <laughs> it's like you. you... My dad, they called me Dancing Queen. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh, it's, I don't know if I compensate my skills with that one, but like if, as I wanted, I liked the dance. And at that time, uh, Burton, Burton, who replaced me, he's is much more technical guy, and he has more keyboards and more sounds. And, and, uh, but the songs were so simple that uh, you know, wicked game, or it's all tears, or the, the only like three chords, uh, poison girl. And uh, well, me was a bit more resurrection. They are a bit more like you have to concentrate on playing. But if you have three chords and you just put the skirt on, you put the eyeliners and you mash your head or dance like <laughs> as much as you can. And uh, that, that's that gave me the purpose what I needed to be in the band as well. That you, you yeah, I was resolved. But <laughs> I, had to, I, I I remember uh, the keyboard player of uh, Amorphis Sunday uh, after like eight, eighteen years, I went playing to Die For again, for uh, two thousand eleven or somewhere there, and I had the skirts still on. And Sander put under the picture a comment that, like, and the dance goes on. (laughs) (laughs) And I already felt like, okay, the the player of Amorphist is, like, uh, putting a comment for me. Even I know Sander pretty well, but it was so far away from being in, like, an active, uh, high-level public rock and roll life that, for me, it felt like, oh, my God, a celebrity is talking to me, even if he sounds kind of like my friend. (laughs) I love on daily it. Places, yeah. You got, if you, when you get a distance to be yourself there, you start to see it a whole different way. And that's a good thing because it's, it keeps you kind of like a humble to the whole fact that you were in it, that you were, you had the privilege to carry. And it is still that I'm justifying myself, you know, to have that experience. And it, it helped a lot when I found myself because it was a burden. I didn't want to be ex-member all my life, but I just couldn't know how to handle with the fact that when do I talk about it? When is it okay to talk about it? When it came to conversation sometimes, then I see the reactions of the, like my peer group, like age, the same age. Everyone knows him, almost everyone. So I see the bit of a change there. Like, okay, you were in a hymn, and, uh, I was thinking that, like, do I think that they think I was in a hymn? It started to be really messy. And it took me approximately 13 or 14 years to recover from my departure. So it was a long road. And the youth work sort of was the closer, in a way, to that, that I, I freely could talk about it to youngsters. So in between that, there was alcoholism. There was like, I was trying to find the answer from <laughs> both, And you know that you can't find the answer from there. There were several years of deep depression, which I won again. And um, I was in a dark place, but like still there was a hidden hope and a spark of hope which never completely went down, so I could ignite it bit by bit and, like, completely, like, a, kind of, like, build a new me because I was taken away from normal me and put into, the like, a... What is this? Anyways, vortex of rock and roll, weird, star life, and then I was prone to really, really weird, normal life, which was kind of like all the money, which didn't make any difference. There wasn't money anymore. And then I read from the papers that Villa got something around 500,000 euros. And, and I was like, okay, nice. And that, everything was great. And uh, in the end, I won. <laughs> so, And uh, it's easy to say now that I'm, I'm privileged to have every kind of feelings. And even it was hardest when I didn't have any feelings, which is like my Definition for depression that kind of like you're kind of like a living corpse and life is about feelings. And when you don't have anything, then you just have to survive. And I got the feelings back, and then this is like colourful. It's not like this. And uh now things are fine.
3: I love that though. Just to piggyback what Tom was saying earlier, that right there is so inspirational, you know. People do stuff with mental health and not enough people talk about it. And the fact that, you know, mm. you've come through that other side of it and gone. Yeah, I struggled. I'm not going to mm. lie to you. I, I was in my favorite band of all time. I, I left, I struggled to when I made that transition, but here I am on the other side of it. And it's mm. phenomenal. And that's why I reached out to you. Yes. You performed on one of my favorite albums of all time, but that wasn't why I reached out to you. It was the fact that, you know, you got through the other side and you now do this youth work and you've used that traumatic time of your life to, in- to mm. help others. And I find that
0: so inspiring. Yeah, that, that is kind of like, a, if I don't hurt the feelings of my parents or my wife or my friends, which is not that, okay, my friends helped me, but my parents up, How say? raised me up kind of like four times from the scratch, because I was like mentally sucked out like this. And if you have a kind of like a, that gray corpse without like any sparks in your eyes, then you have to just kind of like their pain. I understand I can't feel their pain because I've been in the center. I had my own pain, but the pain that your son is slipping away is something. Mm. It's, it must be terrible because they can't reach to my soul because soul is covering itself because that is the only thing that keeps me like uh, staying alive to like <clears throat> having my last spark here so they can't reach it until their son came back again just to lose again and uh, the road was hard and I don't mind anything like I, I don't have the stigma I, I can't have it because no one can hurt me because it's open, all open I went to psychotherapy for two years and I I loved it everyone should go to psychotherapy (laughs) it's the best time of life if you can like take two two times a week 45 minutes talking of yourself it's kind of really refreshing
3: (laughs) so so like I said I did want to talk about what you do now um which is you know it's so important and that's your youth work as you said you deliver lectures and talks and what exactly is it you talk about during these lectures and talks that you deliver
0: well the story of him is a kind of like a you know throwing that the uh, him is not they don't know him anymore the youngsters they they kind of like a, it's the whole new generation and him is kind of uh the cat is sleeping there right? Just a second. I'm, I'm going to take a, a. I'm in the room where I have this. This is the join me signal. Oh, wow. Here is this is like 5,000 or this is 10,000 copies. So basically, that is from Finland. It's sort of nothing if you've got 10 million streams or anything. So I can't, it doesn't make any use for me to carry these things anymore. Just a second, here is another one, and this is from uh, Germany, and it's 300,000 copies. That's incredible. So, but like, it's.
1: <laughs> blood, yeah, yeah. I love it, has got Pluto Zoltan on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But but the thing is that they don't see the numbers anymore. They they don't understand that yeah. the albums are, are <laughs> it's pretty hard to sell 300 oh, uh, million I don't know how many of them. him has autographs uh, sold. But your question is what I talk for, uh, in lectures. Him is to get them realize that the publicity and the experience and feeling is still pretty much the same. If you reach a certain point, you are going to be a public figure. And publicity itself <coughs> is not an occupation. It's a side effect of something that you do well. Or there's another road if you go to Big Brother or something, you get the uh, set of status by doing something <laughs> wrong maybe <laughs> or something <laughs> stupid. But that's a one road as well, and the social... Inful, media influencers, I thought that it's kind of like a, a few years ago, I was like, okay, they are showing and talking about their life, but it's you really need to work, I think, when you're a high-level influencer, you really have to know what to do. But anyways, the publicity is... I try to teach them and tell them that be ready for the publicity and and like if you if you trying to reach it and the other part the bigger part is about my mental illness and uh, that it can come back again even if I think I won it for the last time maybe not maybe I did I hope I did but I openly tell about my my problems which I did manage to overcome and I think that has touched even like when, when the adults come to say that like I have the same kind of problems and it's nice that you talk about them that's precious for me not in a way that of course it's for the youngsters but I'd like to tell the story as well for the adults because like, mm-hmm. I, the best reward for me is that the youngsters are silent <laughs> and mm-hmm. that they really they are really listening and uh, yeah and I've, the best best thing has been when, like, when the youngster has uh, like they have come to me a couple of them like this is the first time I'm talking about my friend's suicide after my lecture so basically that is like what can you ask anymore it's kind of like you you, you don't youth work you don't do for the numbers you do for the uh, individuals and if you can say one only for a, <laughs> like a even for half an hour to get more to the um, to the goal to get better it's something kind of like a special thing to do
3: absolutely I, I know exactly what you mean it's like <clears throat> you know it, it doesn't matter if how many people have seen this but if you touch that one person and help them when they need it it's all mm. that matters that's all that matters but mm. what what made you want to do this and to open up like you did oh
0: <sighs> 2010, I was asked to make a um, workshop as a musician. There was another band. Uh, it was for childcare, uh, like a troubled youngsters or troubled home. I'm working in childcare at the moment. That they are living in, an, uh, I don't know the English word, but they are living inside the lock doors. I'm working there as a uh, at the moment as a being like. Uh, Youth worker. Yeah. So back then I wasn't working in any youth work area, but they asked me to go to play keyboards or something like. I don't know how to play keyboards. I was just like playing in him. Like, like, <laughs> like it was, you know, three chords, and I was just dancing. So basically, <laughs> I, I don't know how to. T- I, I don't know how to teach youngsters Feeling insecure again. So then I said that like, okay, maybe I can tell my story. And they were as i said they were it was a fire like a campfire they were there and the youth workers were there and everyone was silent and after that one when i left and i was uh, trying back home i started to cry it was like uh, i was like okay and this had something something meaningful and i can put this experience in the top three of my hymn experience. And it was maybe in a way when I was like still trying to, you know, again, using the word justify, but like to give some sort of a meaning that why I I had to suffer, why I had to get to the band, why it was me who got to his favorite band and the rock and roll life. And that was the start for the lecture part. And I didn't do it as a profession. It just came for the youth work. And then I went there and there and there. They asked me there and I went there. And uh, yeah. And then I started to plan it a bit more. That You can't talk one and a half hour. I made it 45 minutes and practiced it. Talked it to the wall again and again and again and again to make it more, you know, here it is. And then I think I'm pretty good at it. And uh, I felt... Not to be good in playing keyboards, but now I feel I'm quite expert of myself. <laughs> and being a ex him member and getting the thing from him still again by talking the story and give uh, my own brains for people to see.
1: <laughs> Have you ever thought about motivational speaking?
0: Mm so it, it is it is and every every single time it kind of gives something back for me as well and, yeah. uh, it is it, it is in a way motivational speaking you, you get there is a trauma and it, it is a special story. I don't know if you've seen Rockstar, star Mark Wahlberg you oh, love that yeah so mine is a bit like a similar smaller scale story that you get to play in the favorite band and uh, that kind of stuff so it's a special story especially in Finland that like uh, some person could play in uh, one of the most biggest band so yeah uh, I've been building it up to be a motivational not intentionally in a way that like I, I don't want to consider myself to be It's this is like shaking all the time when I hit <laughs> the ironing board. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I, I don't want to consider myself to be a motivational speaker. It sounds a bit kind of like a, you know, plastic in a way because yeah. I'm throwing myself so open to audience. I, I it is motivational. It, it is what it is. But like I, I just want to go there and open myself and then go back home and see what happens and since so far it's been okay <laughs> 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 they have opened up and uh it's good yeah really good Do
3: you find doing this work has helped you in your recovery as well like a form of therapy to talk about
0: it so much uh yeah yeah it's like 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 i said i was two years in the psychotherapy and it was it went really deep and uh it's i like i'm honestly saying that everyone should have the privilege to do it because it would be so much easier to live and to breathe because we have thingies we are holding but uh having this lecture i meet people and uh every time you meet a person you have a little confrontation, like the no, the word, there's a, every time you meet a person, you learn something new. And if I mm. throw everything out, almost everything, someone will come, some individual. As I said, it's not the numbers, it's the one person. And there's always one new word. And that, what someone says to me after the lecture, or there's some feeling, or there's someone like... Hardly ever dislikes it, but when it comes, it's, again, I'm the little boy there. Okay, he doesn't like what I do. I have to learn to live with that one as well. So it is building me every time, and it's really, really good way to still learn who I am. And I completely don't want to know, because this is an adventure. This is kind of like, it would be really boring to get the whole idea. Yeah. <laughs> why why we are here because we would reach the goal already but i i want to find different kind of methods to like this it was really easy for me to say yes when you asked because this like i would have watched netflix and that's kind of like <laughs> i'm really happy that we got this time scheduled here and off uh, it's, yeah, I'm always answering with the side stories there to that yeah. like. <laughs> we like that
1: though. This we love it, like. yeah. Yeah, because obviously people listen to us chat shit for the, like an hour and a part either side of the interview so, the more you talk, you the better it is, to be honest with you. So people that our listeners keep coming back to and tell us they love the fact that we let our guests talk. So mm-hmm. the more you talk, yeah, it's fantastic. So please do keep going. It's <laughs> as many side stories as you like, any tangents, <laughs> anything you want, This gets all yours. Just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you mentioned that you've been doing music videos and you have a band at the moment, is that correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how was all that going?
0: Uh, The band is Reine, it's like a French word for Queen, I think. Okay. No, any connection to Queen as a band. (laughs) 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 Some weird connection now when we talk tonight, but like, uh, uh, yeah, there's a like, we started, my friend, I known him around 30 years, something, but then we went to different directions. He went to Helsinki or whatever, somewhere and uh I had my life and he's uh, audio he's got all the gadgets of audiovisual world. Oh wow And he's my um, we have a concrete media audiovisual company. We put that um, last November. we his, we got two in, in that one and uh, Then I was gonna play a feature in their song. But then quest me, the guitar player and who programs stuff, and like, okay, I'm just going to ask this. Don't have to answer straight away. But what if you want to play the band? And I think it was just the right moment. It's just like it's been there. I said like many, many years that there is always a silence in between two songs. So I guess there isn't like enough silence in between (laughs) those those songs there was to die for there was to die for when i was drunk basically every day then there was to die for i could kicked out by the way it's a good thing with an email not a good thing (laughs) i always kicked out from tv broadcast live and (laughs) anyways and uh now I played in to die for 2010 and when there was some sort of album made and we still got like a uh, tour in China and uh, that kind of stuff. But now this is the first time I just composed the main. Uh, oh, vocals I composed and like I did arrangements and uh, I made the lyrics and uh, now it's this is the first time I'm doing so much. And I, I actually write lyrics and melodies, wow. so the next song is completely like the lead vocal melody, and the lyrics are made by me. Uh, Marco made the like the beginning and programmed it. and like I rent keyboards, and Marco can play drums and guitar and plays. And then there is Sonia, who is from Croatia originally, and she's a singer. So we. <laughs>
3: Stunning voice. She's got a great voice.
0: Yeah, she's... she's I, I didn't even know her uh, before. And it's so weird that, like... Now, we, we haven't seen many times. And it's, <laughs> we've seen somehow, like, five times, maybe. But we are building this slowly. And, of course, we wanted people to hear this. But we do, we haven't done anything to promote it yet. We've just put the video on youtube and it's something like maybe 2500 times but now we are trying to push it to the point that like uh, we can get some sort of feedback and maybe i'm i'm gonna use for the first time now i'm gonna check my card as an ex him keyboard player that if it interests that way that this is the first time that i'm writing lyrics and composing songs so Here it is, take it, only (laughs) in the middle. So this is the first time in my life that I'm gonna go back to use a bit of that, like my past. And it's not an easy thing for me because I'm really humble under, I talked about universe and I've been really pressed to the humbleness uh, of the whole thing. So it's not an easy thing for me, but like, why not? And still, even if I say, why not? I'm thinking, should I do it? Because it's (laughs) been so (laughs) because it's been so massive and it's so like inside me that I can't talk of it. I can't use it. But maybe this is like now or never, because there's not going to be another band where I'm going to compose and make, which is so close to that gothic vibes, which I learned to love when I uh, 20 years ago. So we'll see how it goes. And if not no, but like the goal is to get to play in some Gothic festival in Germany because that was such so much fun and I want Marco and Sonia to get that experience. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, that, that is like the next <laughs> that, that is the thing that I, I'm like having in my dreams that you go there. Festivals, I love them anyways. I've been there and you go there and you play the gig and then you have the, the lovely time and the festival area. And we'll see. We'll see if I get my Zoltan good vibes or if the dan- dance, dance.
3: It's good this to say. Good, it comes to new dance moves. <laughs>
0: We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely, there's going to be a skirt. So, I'm, I'm not going to lose that one. Maybe, honestly. <laughs> I haven't used a skirt in the music videos, but I have to say that for the first time, working in youth services and getting to the like career mode that you go to, like, slow with youth worker, producing cultural youth worker. You're starting to change your clothes are like jeans and you're buying them more like to look like normal adult and uh, then snap, okay, put some eyeliner, put some coffee clothes <laughs> and go to take the promo pics. I had to drink like half a bottle of red wine <laughs> to even <laughs> and, and there's the promo shoot. And uh, it's like it, it was so weird. It was just so weird. But I managed to do it, and like when we shot the last video, it was already easier. <laughs> it's just like you don't you don't want to, t- oh. you from youth leader in one hour to gothic keyboard player. It's 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 not easy.
3: <laughs> I can imagine. To be fair, that's-
2: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: So, before we start wrapping up here, because we're conscious of time, if people are listening to this and they're wanting to hear some of the stuff you've been involved in, is there like a particular song or two you would recommend? It could be him to die for, uh, Reina, or anything that we haven't covered. Is is there anything you might encourage people to check out?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, of course I had to... (sighs) Make you want to wait for our new road song to get online. <laughs> so to say, video is uh, on the editing table, and uh, it will be up there soon. Uh, uh, <coughs> out there soon, but like uh, we don't actually have a homepage or social media yet, so I don't know. Uh, you can follow Yuska Media. <laughs> You will get information from there uh, straight away when it's on uh, from Facebook and my Instagram. But you should maybe listen to Die Force Last Breath. That is the song I've composed. That's the outro of the album for. And not many people know that. That is actually I sang that and, uh, to the album and I composed it and like I played it. So... That's about depression, of course, because I was dealing with it that time. But there is my heart in it. And uh, that's something I I recommend. Love it.
3: Absolutely love it. So, what was I about to say? I've lost myself. There we go. Found myself in my notes. There we go. (laughs) Before we wrap, I did want to add a fun little story. Someone you unknowingly helped. I put I put on social media that we were talking to you, and I had a gentleman named Tom contact me. Not this one, another, a different one. Um, and he said basically, back in the day, he was talking. He was talking to a girl he was dating, and he actually convinced her that he was the one that played keyboards on "Gone with the Sin," and it helped him get somewhere, if you know what I mean. So I, f- I think he might owe you something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I was I think it's all different. like motiva- some sort of mo- motivational story. Yeah.
3: There you go, it's one, for, it's one
0: for this lecture, isn't it? <laughs> nice Tom. I, w- I wonder what he looks like. What's he like? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I get so happy every time you do that, Mister Stevens. Do you have any more questions for our guest?
1: I have. Do I have one, Juska, When you were a young lad growing up uh, in Finland, did you ever think that your life would go the way it has to? Did you ever think that you'd be here today?
0: Uh, here in uh, no, 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 no. I was uh, when I was a young young boy or a young lad before army. Uh, as I said earlier everything was normal everything was so like living in just just a normal normal life and then hit the depression and changed my whole life so uh, <laughs> no no you heard the story what I told already so that that it's kind of weird it's kind of like a... Cinderella, fairy tale, nightmare, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I just this has been amazing story and a chapter of like my life that I've been blessed, that I've been taking those feelings away and giving them back because in a way that this has been great adventure. So, being thankful for getting tickets of life to experience this whole thing. And there is still much more to come. And uh, yes. yes, because uh, on November, I'm going to get my first born. So, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say out loud here for the first time because I'm not spreading the word in social media. But that is. You, you're gonna get the news. and uh, yeah, there's a new chapter coming.
1: Congratulations! <laughs> amazing. That's amazing.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> and hey, we tried. We tried for seven years. So that, that was another dark, hard road. So you, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, did you ever think of, as a lad, to come to this point? Life gives you curveballs all the time, but you know you just have to move on and yeah. if you're not that's okay as well but it just yeah. makes you humble Definitely. we see how how little <laughs> <laughs> we'll experience as well. I'll I'll do my best to be a good follow.
2: <laughs> I'm sure
1: you'll
0: absolutely smash it out the park, You'll be amazing, please. my friend. Oh, yeah,
1: you will you'll be great. Absolutely great. You know, it just got shows show you, you just gotta keep fighting, no matter what, no matter what. It's always comes good at the end, all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. fantastic news. I'm really happy for you.
0: Thank you. Thank unlike
3: you. And like they say, good things happen to good people. So here you are my friend you're a mate really inspirational I' absolutely love talking to you yeah
0: but before Thank we let you, you go, um,
3: do you have any plugs, social medias, websites, anything you want people to go
0: check out? Uh, well Uskamedia.com there is an English version as well <clears throat> and uh, it's for the like selling the lectures. but at the, at the present time, I hope you will go to Yuska Media. Facebook site because there there is English post as well and that's the main uh, <laughs> you can find the news from Reine until the point we release and we put the old social media for that one I got Facebook account as well and there is 4,800 people there but it's gonna go close to 5,000 soon but like uh, and Instagram which is Juska lower line Salminen, so I am I am like more telling stories of him nowadays because maybe I just need still. But another story is about the beginning uh, and that's my boy who is gonna come so him is <laughs> <laughs> him is then. I said I have to say in like last word I said in some point that I think I need to get my own baby. So I can close the chapter with him. So maybe this is the time now. Maybe. <laughs> yeah,
3: In amazing. a good
0: way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's amazing how much having a child can, can heal you and help. Mm. It is mm. I've I've gone for it myself. I, I completely get it.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I don't amazing. know. I,
0: I have no idea what I'm gonna do, but like we'll see.
3: Soon find out, my friend. <laughs> Yuska, thank you so much for doing this. It means the absolute world. We've had an absolute blast talking to you. It's been amazing to hear your stories. And the what the fact you just opened up to us about all these struggles and stuff, it means the world. It really does.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been really, really nice and uh I feel really comfortable. As I said to you in the first moment, like I checked your check to your site, and when I feel good, I think good will happen. And you gave me good feelings. From your side thank you so much thank you that means <laughs> no,
1: yeah thank you so much Jessica. seriously this has been so much fun thank you so much for being a part of this we've absolutely loved talking to you have been amazing i wish you all the best with your newborn in november you. and uh we'll keep in touch anyway so i look forward to hearing all about it and, we, will, uh, yeah.
0: we will definitely and thank you thank you to you both it's been really nice you're really really nice people and uh, oh. i'm really in charge this Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, enjoy, my
1: friend. Enjoy the rest of your night. I imagine you're probably going to watch Netflix or go to bed or something now. Or... <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even know. Was it like one and a half hour, two hours? I can I'm i going to watch something. I'm on holiday. But hey, before, before I go, I still want to. <laughs> <laughs> It, it didn't even go right. No, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs>
3: care. It was great. Because I can hear the bit in the song in my head every time you do it. It makes it even better. <laughs> I had to do
2: it. Oh, okay.
1: I appreciate. Oh, it. You.
3: Thank you so much. Look after <laughs> song Take care,
1: fella. See you
0: later. See you. Bye,
1: bye. Justin.
3: Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful conversation. I love this one so much. It is great.
1: And like I said earlier, we've got three insane interviews still, that two interviews still to come. So we just smash them out the park. But this one was very, um, just wonderful. It was very heart-wrenching, you know, just the stuff that we talked about. is um, just an absolutely, genuinely wonderful human being. And that dance
3: will make me happy forever. And the fact that he did the <laughs> dance at the end of the interview, just for me made me even happier just
1: oh and we we really hope that you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we did recording it yuska thank you so much my friend
3: mr stevens
1: hello it's audience
3: participation time let's participate ladies and gentlemen it's time to participate
2: in jamie's
3: participation challenge this week, I ask you a very simple question. If you had the opportunity to ask any celebrity one question, what would it be, and who would you ask? Nice and simple. What say you, Mr. Stevens? if you have anything? Phil and
1: Holly, did you really push in the queue? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's... <laughs>
0: Oh, they
1: pushed in a queue. Oh, Jesus! Oh, there's, you know, there's five hundred like million kids starving in this country. The, the Tories actually scrapped bank uh, the cap on bankers' bonuses as well while the whole funeral was going on. So, fuck them. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't actually think of a serious answer. I thought that was actually hilarious to, to bring to the table myself. You know, personally, it's quite an arrogant thought. I do apologise. Um, what? Who would? I, uh, it's probably going to be. John Oliver, will you adopt me? <laughs> oh, we haven't had that in a while.
3: <laughs> I actually—I I thought of like ridiculous answers to this, like Kim Kardashian. Why? Just why?
1: You realise that my other half's now to come down, to hunt you, and kill you. Yeah. Oh God, I forgot she's a Kardashian fan. Oh it's, yes,
3: it still stands. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, George R.R. R. Martin, are you ever going to finish that story, sir? Like, please, that'd be very nice. But yeah, should we get some audience answers? Let's do it. Scoody Hoskins says, Tom Brady, why? Why you leave us?
1: Oh, I'm sure they'll get over it eventually. I don't know. For fuck's Doesn't sake, seem like it. it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There was reports, like, like joke reports, that he's retiring again after after the game on Sunday. Um, and it was all just people like, What the fuck? Why is you backload?" And like, people take it seriously, like, Jesus Christ, you need to calm your ass. No one cares.
2: <laughs>
3: Mally Malpass says, Gordon Ramsay, why do many hands make little work, but too many cooks spoil a broth? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, he'd probably swear at you, probably more than likely. PR Brown, he's on my side of this one, he says, Kim Kardashian. What did the devil smell like when you signed your contract?
1: (laughs) You realise now, PR, that my missus is going to come for you too. (laughs)
3: Jason Gullick is asking the most important celebrity of all time a question. He says, Tom Stevens, why did you shave off that amazing long beard?
1: Because it was scraggly, wiry, horrific. It looks loads better like this.
3: Yeah. I, I think everyone reaches that point after a long beard and goes, do you know what? I think it's time to just trim it down now, boys. Oh, yes. I just said boys I've been talking to you way too long um, <laughs> Jade Harris of an answer that really made me laugh Elvis who the fuck was the hound dog inquiring minds want to know <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Weaver of an answer that absolutely killed me off Johnny Sins how have you had so many careers in such a short span firefighter police officer plumber what's been the best job <laughs> fucking roared on that one <laughs> Keris <laughs> <laughs> Mansfield says, Marilyn Monroe, who killed you? <laughs> and what's the down low with the Kennedy brothers as well? I don't really know much on that one. No, that bit lost. No, me. I'm sure, I feel like I should know, but I just never brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Jolly says, To any reality TV star, my question would be, why don't you just fuck off? <laughs> Fair, fair. Can't argue with that. Paul Bamford, Gal Gadot, any chance?
1: <laughs> I did not see that coming. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> it seems very obvious. <laughs> Harrison Smith, my boy, says, I would ask The Rock, what the hell is he cooking? I've always wondered. That's a very good point. I would ask. I'd quite like to know myself. It's a very good question. Graham White, I would ask Donald Trump what Macaulay Corkin's life and like in real life.
1: I'm alone too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that took, that took a second. I, it really nice.
3: did. Uh, last but not least, he's back again. I already read one of his answers earlier, but this one really made me laugh. So he's coming back. It's old Mally Malpass. He says, I would ask Freddie Mercury, how many people bit the dust before he wrote a song about it? <laughs> Really me. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, dust. some dust? dum
1: dum dum. But dum 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 But yeah, seriously, guys, thank you to absolutely everyone again that gave us an answer. We really appreciate every single one of them that participates in Jamie's challenge. If you enjoyed Jamie's challenge and enjoy Tom's journal, Callum's teachings, the interview, and all the absolute wanky bullshit we talked at the beginning, then you enjoy the other fifty-five editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. We're available wherever you get your podcasts from: be Google, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc., etc. You can also find us on the old YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. If you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell to get notified when new videos are released, and comment, comment, comment. It would be very, very nice of you. You can also find our hashtag WBW way back Wednesdays. They are finished, but they are still there available for you to in, enjoy, enjoy. Just soak it in. Soak it in, baby. Um, all they're available for you to watch. Our vlog, our Bloodstock vlog is also on there. And we are also currently releasing uh, the full interviews that we did at Bloodstock currently every Wednesday and every Thursday at 6 p.m. UK time. You can also find us on the old Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Please give us a like. Please share us absolutely everywhere and comment, comment, comment. It'd be absolutely wonderful. But Jamie, um, where else could you find us? Um, looking at our cars, thinking, what are we going to do if they remove the windscreen wipers? <laughs> exactly. Or on the Twitter at TCO Pod. Where else, Jamie, do you think you could find us? I reckon you could find us on YouTube with a Bloodstock vlog,
3: saying, will people please watch this? We worked hard on this. And on the Insta ground. Oh, yeah.
1: oh, yeah. At TCO pod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCO pod. Come give us some love. Give us a subscribe. Give us a share. Just tell your mates about us. It's the best thing to do, really. It's good, really good for your health. Uh, you can also come down to our beautifully brand spankly, sexually new and deliciously gorgeous little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. Uh, All of our shows are on there. All of our Us is on there. And all of our beautiful little affiliations are on there as well. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters, tell all of your wonderful little friends about us. Allow us into your ears. And most importantly, never pay for a fucking breakfast or brunch, darling. At Boston Tory party, yes. (laughs) Is too goddamn expensive.
3: Speaking of Boston Tory party, let's say thank you to a few of our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Every single piece of music you hear on this show is delivered to you by one man, that is Mr. Matt Roberts. Go check him out on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Thank you so much, Matt. Like I said, every single piece of music, jingle music, intro music, the music you hear on our Bloodstock vlog. Everything is supplied by Matt and we couldn't thank him enough. Go check him out on Spotify listen to all his music because he's bloody wonderful. Bloody wonderful, darling. And of course, we have to say thank you to our other friends. You can actually see them this week because I haven't got the giant umbrella hat on. Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app if you so desire. Have a look. See what they have on there. Add one of everything you like into your basket. I hope it's going to be the Sophie Lancaster Foundation collaborative T-shirt. And when you get to the checkout, it says, got a discount code? And you say, yes, yes, I do. And you enter the Chronicles, and it's going to give you 10% off your order. Our gift from us, from them, to you. And, of course, every single week, we have to acknowledge the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. These guys mean the absolute world to us. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred, and intolerance everywhere. And I mean absolutely everywhere. It is an absolute honor to all the feedback And the amount of views and everything we've had on that Bloodstock vlog, it absolutely means the world. And please, 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 every single person that has viewed it, every single person that is listening to this, go to sophielancasterfoundation.com, hit that hate crime tab, and there is a questionnaire there. And I want everyone to fill it in. If you've ever been treated differently just because of the way you look, the way you dress, the music you listen to, whatever it might be, just because you're a bit different than the social norms, then... I need you to fill this in because we need as much evidence as we can to send to the government and get this classed as a hate crime. It needs to be added to one of the five strands of hate crimes because it is, quite frankly, there's no other way of wording it. It is, so let's get it put there where it belongs. Here, yeah? so if you could do that for me, my loves, that would mean the absolute world. And last but not least, I need to thank this handsome devil over here. Oh, stop it! You're way Look too at him kind. and his
1: beautiful face. I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you, to you too, too, I thoroughly you. appreciate you. Uh, Jamie, another you. absolutely glorious episode, Sire. Oh yes, indeed it is. I've had a great time. Juska, thank you so much for taking the time out to sit down chapters, we really do appreciate it and we really <laughs> hope that you know everybody enjoys this interview, it's, it's pretty damn good, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and Jamie, as for this week, uh, we will see you all next week. Goodbye everybody. Bye. Bye.